We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not right no, now. No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the podcast where all movies are sports movies. I am your host, Kyle Banduho, and today we are celebrating the classic sport of submarine warfare uh thanks to our big screen sports patreon group today we are covering the hunt for red october they nominated it they voted for it we're talking alec baldwin sean connery it's me caroline darney ryan nanny returning to the podcast uh long episode so i I will make this make this intro brief but i do want to shout out our big screen sports patreon group especially our producer level big chill patrons there's aaron figaro mike schubert steve rogers come frost mike d ryan yeager mike Drees, chris mikowski john craig sam smith zacharis class stating fire jason alva steven debo dan mcfall kevin inkleman mac Lindsay, kurt reggie robert dove andrew teagle real one balagoon jeff Estes, and anthony scaffone biggest thanks to them and all of our patrons for supporting this show and participating participating in democracy for this show uh the patrons have picked two movies actually three movies on the august slate uh they'll be they picked the theme month already for september and they'll be picking a couple movies in that theme month uh so big thanks to them for helping guide the show telling us what to cover and and also the support if you join the patreon group we got we got stickers we got ways to participate in the show uh a lot of good stuff so go check that out uh, but with that, let's let's dive right in. We're we're north of two hours on this one, folks. It is me, Ryan Nanny, Caroline Darney, talking the hunt for Red October. All right, returning to big screen sports, back to back weeks, very different vibes this week. This movie, uh, she's the co-host of For the Winds for the Water Cooler, and he is the host of the new podcast. We're not all like this. Caroline Darney and Ryan Nanny. Guys, welcome back to the show. Who's ready to talk about the Cold War? Love it. Tag team back again. <laughs> this is like, I'm so honored to be here for the most dad movie that has maybe been done yet. Because um, I feel like I, I'm a dad. It's a, a movie, state of mind. A movie. All right. Well. <laughs> I Are you going to call me out already that I hadn't seen it until like two no, no, weeks no. ago? No, no, no. I was thinking about doing that, but I actually, there's <laughs> one thing I want to try to, I want to call my shot here. Okay. Caroline, how do you feel about Scott Glenn? 
<laughs> let's jump let's jump 20 categories okay so he has the vibe where i'm like he had to have been in more stuff that i've seen because obviously i recognize him i spent a very long time on imdb trying to figure out what was like the what big you know thing that i knew uh, him from because i was Silence like of the lambs yes i assume he's you would have also- known him from the right stuff Yes, but honestly, what I watched most recently, and he uh-huh. does not look Peter Gallagher handsome in, is K2 or when Vertical Limit. <laughs> He's like the in tune with the mountain guide guy that like basically just lives on the mountain that um, Chris O'Donnell goes to for help. <laughs> Caroline, I've got great news for you. Still alive. <laughs> oh yeah but i was actually i was shocked that he wasn't in more things is did i get confused at one point very possible Uh, i just looked at his red lighting his imdb and he's been steadily working for 30 years he's gonna listen to this and be like god damn it he's been (laughs) in plenty of things oh he's been in plenty of things and it was multiple things where i was like oh okay yeah 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 but for some reason i like was the the guy from Jaws was not in this. Or did Roy I say Scheider? him? Roy Scheider? That, the or, way you said wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. Who are you saying from? No. <laughs> who are you saying from Jaws? Do you mean the 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 police captain or the the grizzled? But bo- I know you know it's not Richard Dreyfus. So I'm just gonna. Yeah, say it's that. not Richard Dreyfus. Do you mean the grizzled boat guy that's Quinn, constantly you mean smoking? Quinn, um, yeah, who's also in? Um, oh gosh, what's the Robert Redford movie he's in with uh, Paul Newman? Um, I know who you're talking about. No, he's not in this movie. Okay. Oh, the one yeah. who gets eaten by the shark. Yes. Yeah. He's not. That's a grizzly so, death. Yeah. Scott Glenn gives, oh, he also death. gives me um, Hurt vibes. What's Hurt's first name? William um, Hurt? Yes. He gives me vibes. Like Bad news there. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like, in the sense where I was like, if you had put this, if you had told me this guy was an aliens, I would have believed you. Like kind of those, like those are the vibes I get from Scott Glenn. Okay, I feel like sure. you know aliens back and forth though. No, but I know he wasn't in it. I'm saying if you told me that like he, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I understand. But he could have been fit into alien or aliens. And I would have been like, that's plausible. I can see that happening. But no, I clearly know. I mean, he's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, he's he's done plenty oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. and i doubt vertical limit is the thing anyone pulls but you did so <laughs> it was just because that's something i've watched recently mm-hmm. that was one where i was like oh, i knew that was the but yeah he's been in a bajillion thing oh he was in daredevil that's what it, that's the other Jesus one that's christ well that's the, the podcast show. folks the everyone show. remember subscribe wherever you get your pods <laughs> That's all we really wanted to do tonight was just iron out Scott Glenn's filmography. This week in Scott Glenn. Secretary. All right. I think you know. Knights of of Rodan. Ryan, tell the folks about your show because it's new. So I I have this new show called We're Not All Like This. It's a show about college football fan bases and trying to understand why they are the way that they are. First episode is already out. It's about Auburn. And I think I actually have, like everybody I talk to, pretty much said that the appeal of being an Auburn fan is that it's a roller coaster and that the highs are so high because the rest of it is a mess. Like it's, that is, and I think there's an argument to be made there that like there is something more fun about rooting for a team that 
every now and then just has a magical season rather than a juggernaut. Um, we're working on the Iowa episode right now. Uh, definitely Virginia's high on the list that we're going to do. <laughs> Who could you possibly bring on for that? Um, do you know we'll anyone? Somebody. Tune in uh, for season well... 17 when he does University of Texas of the Permian Basin. <laughs> so yeah, I got that going on. I'm mostly I'm annoyed that Caroline refused to answer whether or not Scott she found Scott Glenn attractive. Very handsome. Okay, that's all I wanted. Oh, that's yeah. all I was yeah, looking yeah, yeah. for. It's going to oh, be yes. an interesting Peter Gallagher category. I'm very it much is looking very okay, difficult. That's it. Yeah. It's very minute- difficult. I watched this entire thing like I don't know how I'm supposed to because it's a weird it's a weird it's like a buffet of Peter Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very handsome baseline. <laughs> it's a mature man fest. <laughs> yes that's the thing though because it's almost it's so we i don't but you know who doesn't do anything for me alec baldwin not a thing alec baldwin <laughs> in this role or ever yes as a okay. person <laughs> okay um caroline yeah, you have so, a podcast yeah, a too that you should talk i do about. <laughs> um i'm for the water cooler usa today for the win uh my lovely co-host matt scalisi and i uh talk about pop culture things that are going on uh or things that happened ages ago like the italian job nanny came on we talked about the italian job yep. uh we just talked about edge of tomorrow which, which I'm you very also ex- hadn't seen which i had not seen i'm very it, happy for you Rips. oh my god and the funniest part about the episode is the whole time is like matt and our our guest blake schuster who's my assistant managing editor over uh, bet for the win was like i don't know how you haven't seen this this is like the most caroline movie ever and i was like it is oh my god bill paxton mm-hmm. gives a drop ship speech like this is extremely my shit so uh we just talked about that and emily blunt being like a kick-ass action heroine which was awesome um and yeah it's i loved it so it was a super fun, super fun one to talk about i think i had a nice like realization of the ending while we were talking because i finished that one uh maybe 20 minutes before we started recording <laughs> so i was like trying to decipher the end of it and like you know sit with it and then while we were talking, I was like, oh, my God, I get it now. Because I was like, wait, weren't those people dead? <laughs> so clearly life and death is a tough. But no, it's a it's a fun episode. We do pop pop culture potluck. We do trivia. Uh, so far. Matt sings. Matt sing- the yeah, Matt Matt jingles every are week. the best part. Yeah. It's a great show, it's but Matt jingles are excellent. like top tier. Yeah. And the yeah. best is I don't I love that. I don't know. I don't get to hear them until the moment that they're sure. played on the episode, which is a ton of fun. And he's texted me and been like, I always like having my kids home for summer, but it will be far less embarrassing uh, for me recording these when my kids are no longer at home. Yeah, because his kids are at roasting age. They can listen. <laughs> yes. and yeah, they're teens. They are. Yeah, they are making fun of him. So I've, I've done well on the trivia. Uh, I did lose to Amanda Mull on Seinfeld trivia. Uh, hmm. I, Okay. We need to we need to brush up. So that's that's all right. You know, you're, no, nobody's perfect. It's okay. Yeah. 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 We'll we'll, we'll forgive you. But tonight, as voted on by our big screen sports Patreon group, we clearly respect the classical sport of submarine warfare. We are talking about <laughs> the hunt for Red October, the 1990 action thriller based on the Tom Clancy novel of the same name. In November 1984, the Soviet Union's best submarine captain violates orders and heads for the U.S. in a new undetectable sub. The American CIA and military must quickly determine, is he trying to defect or start a war? Starred Alec Baldwin, Sean Connery, and Sam Neill, directed by John McTiernan, fresh off Die Hard, and 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, Caroline, yeah. 
In your time in the Navy, did you ever consider hijacking a submarine? Only a couple times. Only a couple times. Uh, So when I was in, it was actually just before, a few years before they allowed women on submarines uh, for like that being your job. Uh, But we did get to go to what was called career orientation training of midshipmen, corpsmen. Uh, between your first and second year so you've had one year of college you've done ROTC for a year Uh, and this is essentially like camp like four weeks of camp and you either go to Norfolk or San Diego which are like basically sister cities people always compare the two totally Um, (laughs) you know same seas no and I was in Norfolk and you spend a week doing each of the things that are available for you to select in ROTC so archery But the horseback riding is a like dressage. Hanging That's out right. with Scott Glenn. Really fancy. Yes. <laughs> so, and cribbage is actually the fourth one, which is weird. Uh, now, surface. So like ships on the surface, uh, submarines, aviation, or Marine Corps. And so Marine Corps week sucks because they make you do a bunch of stuff and you have to like sleep in the woods and stuff. Um, but every other week is essentially like trying to court you. And they're like, look how fun the Navy is. Isn't this so cool? Because you haven't signed your papers yet. So mm. everyone gives you like barbecues and like. Is there swag? Do you get like fun lanyards and shit? <laughs> you get lanyards. I have a, a hat from each of the ships and subs that I went on. Like That's one of the official great. like crew hats. Yeah, like, yeah, do yeah, boosters yeah. Give, um, you, give you uh, duffel bags <laughs> of money? <laughs> yeah, just huge sacks of money. Um, but it was cool. So like aviation, we got to go up in a T4, which was awesome um and the rest of the time you're just like in a classroom like learning about whatever uh but for service and subs you go out on the ship or down in the submarine for like two days a couple nights um and so they actually we did get to go on the sub (laughs) despite that not being an option for us as women at the time um and the reason it wasn't an option is space because they're i don't know if you've heard but they're pretty small so like it wasn't possible for like or they had to figure out and you know spend all that money and put all the big big brains on it to figure out how to get ladies on board um and so we the sub was so fun (laughs) because we had like no responsibility uh and we joked it was um sleep till you're hungry eat till you're tired so we slept a ton the food was amazing so they food on a sub is amazing they put so you're they're like okay so you don't get sunlight but yeah. we will put the best culinary specialists on your oh. boats. so it's kind of like and so they would the cs's would make us these like would there were cupcakes and so this I was, is this is like a depressive <laughs> episode like i'm not gonna go outside but i'm gonna <laughs> fucking feast yeah so it was love and so like the meals are really good um and they we got to do um we got to do a swim call from the sun. So we surfaced off the coast of the, of the United States. We're in the middle of the Atlantic ocean and we could like jump in the water and like swim around. So I did it to say that I did it. Um, and then quickly got out of that. Cause I don't like that idea at all. No, um, I need an episode yeah, of triple to... D where Guy Fieri goes to a submarine and, and just eats, <laughs> eats on the sub. Yes. 100%. It, was, it was so good. Um, but it is really cool to like, they let me drive it for a little bit, which was awesome. Um, and you like the cool stuff from watching this is like when they dive and it's like the extreme, when they showed us the extreme ones, not like a, a surfacing one or whatever. 
um but like you do you do lean and you're like leaning different directions so that was pretty cool but um what is that's it not what, you what does it feel like like do you do you have a physical sensation when you're not submerged? particularly okay. um honestly being in a sub doesn't feel super different from being like inside in a of a ship something okay. like the so the ship you're if you're not there aren't a lot of like windows not not a lot of bay windows not yeah a lot like of it's not <laughs> so unless you're like really up on the like bridge you're not spending a lot of time looking outside or right. like whatever um obviously you can go outside so that's a nice treat um but on the sub it's just kind of like okay here's a bunch of metal stuff and like it's very quiet um and it's a different there's just a whole different vibe because like everyone there was a really cool scene that i didn't notice the first time around corny b vance is wearing like jordans he's got those red high like high heeled high top sneakers on and that's actually pretty accurate in the sense that like they don't wear they wear quiet shoes on mm. the sub because like any amount like noise just travels and they try and keep things especially if you're in like um but yeah it was that so you'd wear like your coveralls i'm telling you what guys that's like aviation and like subs even ships because you're in coveralls or flight suits Ugh, it's like the coziest stuff ever just it's an athleisure <laughs> type a, branch of the it's military it's a big one i really want to see <laughs> airlines at like commercial for the name like most commercials <laughs> for the armed services are like you know you're gonna defend your country and you're gonna learn all these skills and i just want caroline in like a fucking snuggie being like oh the mate looks so cozy <laughs> <laughs> Definitely have taken a blanket on a the plane. The best before. grilled cheese and tomato soup I've <laughs> ever had. Um, I can't believe they lie. There's a picture. I'll divide the picture somewhere of like 18 year old Caroline sitting at the like helm of a submarine. That's that is pretty sweet. That's, that's it's cool. cool. And actually, that was we were in um long sleeve khakis that day. So like not the comfiest but not the cozy stuff. um well yeah, but i i will say so uh yes i would love to have a sub <laughs> so that sounds great and as i texted you i couldn't feel more the opposite of there's no fucking way there's no amount of money you're paying me to go on a submarine and just be down there at all it is that is not what i'm into I would be very claustrophobic. I would be like, this thing's going to break. I fucking know it. And I want to talk to you guys <laughs> about the submarine movie. Because if you go yeah. down the best submarine movies, they are all big buckets of stress. There's not a single submarine movie where it's like... <laughs> There's not just like a casual sub movie. I, I, like, we're going to go on a fun jaunt. I will say... Like 40,000 40, Leagues Under the Sea is the closest you'll well, get Well, one that. exception, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. The, oh, yeah, Anderson sure. <laughs> nice, nice shot. Everything else, though, like Crimson Tide, U571, K19, das The Widowmaker, Doss Boot. The Widowmaker, the Widowmaker. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is what's wrong? It's a cool casual ship. You, yeah, although <laughs> it's cozy. Although it's cozy. the uh, another exception, down periscope, which Caroline still hasn't seen. <laughs> <laughs> which with Kelsey Grammer, who was in Cheers, who had the other guy from this movie in it, the one at, the one who was in the room with the Fred Thompson guy, he was super familiar. Is he in Cheers? Allegedly. <laughs> How about that? That is like a recurring. Okay, that's a real strange bull. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> that was okay. Then we have to have a whole conversation on him. Too, Anyways, I, okay, I would, good, I, he was another good. one I spent a long time on. Good. Subs Sorry. to me are the most stressful form of movie transportation. 
Like, I think the tension, and this movie obviously does a great job of it, and a movie where not a lot happens, really. For a lot of it, this movie's two hours and 20 minutes long, and there's, like, a few super, like, actual, quote-unquote, action scenes. A sub just lends itself to being super tense. Even a quiet conversation is like, oh, man, this thing's probably creaking a little bit. I think it's sec- I think it's silver metal. I agree that it's very tense, and I think it's What's up cool? there. Space shuttle or oh, like yeah, space yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think yeah, that yeah. I think that yes. remains because it has all of the same elements of a sub, but also like the nice thing about a sub is like getting landing the sub, so to speak, surfacing is like relatively straightforward. Every space shuttle movie is like, okay, now we have to get back to the Earth, and the Earth is going to try to burn us to death as you yes. do that. <laughs> that is Every... that is the moment of Apollo thirteen. Yes. Every yes. space movie, I, it starts, and I'm like, God, space would be so cool. And then, like, thirty minutes, and I'm like, absolutely not. I, I will say though, I would rather go to space. Yes. Then go on a yes. submarine. Then yes. go, yes. go on a submarine. Yeah. Caroline, didn't we yes. do a movie that involves space and you and me? And I believe Mike had a conversation about would we want to go to space? And I think we were all just kind of like, probably not. Have I told you about <laughs> oh, the conversation? Armageddon. Have I told you about the conversation I've had with my wife about this? No. <laughs> so as you do, I have I had a con- this is years ago. I had a conversation with my wife about like, okay, Earth is ruined. This is a hypothetical. It might be. Yeah, true I was about well, to say hypothetical. Just, is in, it? In this, in this case, in this case, it's hypothetical. Our, literally, Earth our most ruined. beautiful state is on fire right now. So, <laughs> Earth, Earth is ruined, and the plan is to leave. Like they say, okay, anyone who's interested, we're we're heading out, and we're gonna, you know, go colonize Mars or. So some it's shit. 2012 with John Cusack. Is what you're saying. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. We're all and getting but, on hidden arcs under the ground. Got and you, and you're given two choices. You can go, and it's it's going to suck. It's going to be an unpleasant, like, you know, it's going to be colonizing a planet that where humans don't live. But you can try to survive in that way, or you can stay. And, like, obviously, like, the Earth is not just going to disintegrate out of nowhere. It's going to be a slow decay, and it's going to be, in, in, it'll be stressful, but, like, if you want to just live out your natural life here, however long that bit, that is. And without hesitation, she was like, absolutely leave me behind. If you need to go and take our children, you do that. But I'm not getting on She's that not space. Going to- I'm not, I would much rather die on the broken husk of the earth than get on the <laughs> Is Mars going to take USC and UCLA or are they staying? Yes, that's <laughs> correct. That is, that is correct. Yes. Only because they're Big Ten members. If they'd stayed in the Pac-12, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely not. not. I think I'm... I think I'm going to space. Yeah. I think I'm. Bur- I think I'm burning out on Earth. Like, take me. I'm, I'm no. thrown. Like, I'm thrown on a movie I really like, and just like I'm just gonna roast. Yeah, I don't know. Space again. It's part of it is with space and with subs, and I I agree with you, Ryan, like a hundred percent with like because realistically, your chance of survive if something happens on the sub, um, and it comes apart it blows up and also like the scene i thought the scenes were really good in this one it's like being shot torpedoes etc etc it's not a very uh quick moving like you know it's not gonna make a cut real quick and like it's the opposite of a fighter jet (laughs) like right it is the the evasion tactics are not super great like they're highly limited yes um and so if anything goes wrong 
Because, like, let's say worst case scenario on the surface. Not great. So, like, let's talk about, like, you know, battleship. Mm-hmm. You end up in the water, which is terrifying. But you but have is, a chance. It's theoretically survivable. Yeah. Yes. If you're in it all, you're, I mean, like, there's already the news <laughs> from the last, like, month and a half whenever yeah. the, you yeah. know, thing collapsed in on itself. That's miserable. Yeah. <laughs> like, But it's quick. That's quick. It is yeah, quick. Yeah, because I think about... So there's the scene in Dunkirk where Harry Styles oh, and the guy yeah. who Getting, whose like, name I can't make they, about, like... the three of them make it onto that ship and Harry Styles and the other guy go in and Christopher Nolan has a shot of the door being sealed closed and you're like, oh, this thing's gonna fucking sink. And then it gets it gets hit by the it's torpedo and they're the only two who get out. That is that Nightmare. sounds horrible. At least with the sub, if yeah. that thing like cracks in pressure, you're you're pretty done right You're away. You're done. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's right. getting, I didn't realize this until I went to flight school and did the helo dunker, but uh, being in an enclosed space filling with water is actually one of my biggest fears. Turns out. I don't, I don't need to need go it. through the helo dunker to tell you that. That is I think it was one thing that you just don't really think about all that often. But now every time I go over a bridge while I'm driving, I'm like, okay, how would I get out of that? Okay, cool. Like, I think... <laughs> It's now I and I don't like movies. You have one of those hammers. I do. <laughs> all right, all right. I I like I just it gives me anxiety. Not like panic anxiety where I have to have someone drive me across the bridge. I know that's a situation like people do have like yes. deathly fear of like crossing bodies of water, but um like I don't want to go across the Bay Bridge in Maryland. This is a very personal episode. Yeah, we're, we're like twenty we're minutes. We're just airing it all. Just, we haven't even gotten to what we like. <laughs> Before I ask you guys if it's a Hall of Fame all-star starter bench warmer, I just want to say that when I was researching sub-movies, there is a movie called Blackwater that stars John claude Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren. And I am, inter- yes. I am interested. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What, year, what year was this released? Oh, that's a... If, 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 the, if you say a number that starts with a two, I know it sucks. Let's see. This came out amazing. in... 2004. 2004. Did it? Oh, I thought I, I thought you were looking. I can't, I can't find it. Hold oh on. no! Oh, oh, even better. Oh, 20, 2018. <laughs> oh no! How many of the sub movies you looked up had Steven Seagal? <laughs> At least a few. So this cast is John Claude Van Damme, Dolph Lundgren, and then the third build is a man named Christopher Van Varenberg. Sounds real. Heard of him. A deep cover operative awakens to find himself in prison in a CIA black site on a submarine. Hell Love yes. it. All of those yeah. sound like plausible I like things. I like um, also, guys, I realized what I actually recognize the one guy from that was talking to Fred Thompson, and he's the butler on the nanny. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good pull. Man. Okay, Caroline, all-star, I was like, Hall of Fame, all-star you... starter, bench warmer. Uh... I mean, I think I'm going to go Hall of Fame. Even I don't even know what category we're talking about for it, but yes, sports movie, dad movie, sub movie. I think it's, yeah, I think it's pretty good. I mean, sports, I mean, sports. It's a loose, loose. Everything is sports, but it's. I hadn't seen this like we joked, but I hadn't seen this until like a month ago, maybe, because uh, I was doing Jack Ryan rankings, and I also, full disclosure, <laughs> did not know this was a Jack Ryan movie sure. or Tom Clancy like 
book that features Jack Ryan. It wasn't it wasn't like build that heavily in that right because all the right. other ones feel like they're like Jack Ryan mm-hmm. clear and present danger mm-hmm. yes. like you know I mean the one with Chris Pine is literally called like Jack Ryan Golan shadow recruit like they, good, they're good like boy. yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> um and so that was kind of like that's a um Jack Ryan movie and so that was the reason I watch it because in order to properly rate things I like to you know me watch all of the things um and I liked it better the second time. It, a second or third or fiftieth cable watch does this one does this one good because you can pay more attention to the. I'll be honest, I'm not sure I had sat and said I am going to throw on the Hunt for Red October and watch it all the way through. I'm honestly not a hundred percent sure I've ever done that, but I've seen every part of this movie multiple times. Right. And this might be embarrassing, but on the first watch, I found it a little confusing. Like, there's just a lot of names that they're throwing around. And if you don't pay full, like, if you second screen it at all or, like, get up to go take the dogs out, just, you know, as an example, um, I think that that's where I lost a couple things. And it took me a little bit to, like, like, oh, he's not Scottish. Okay, got it. (laughs) The cast is really good. Like the casting's really good and we'll get into that, but this would have benefited from the Oppenheimer thing of every single person being very recognizable. Yeah. I think it, that would have helped. Maybe in maybe in nineteen ninety-four it was a little bit more. Like, cause it does have a lot of that guys. Cause like I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, Tim Curry. Oh my God. And then I got really scared because he terrified me. Why did you turn into like a New Jersey grandma? <laughs> because he terrifies me, right? <laughs> He played Pennywise, and I will never recover. Yeah, he also played the devil. And and the butler in Clue. He was. I can't, he he, he makes me anxious. Um, But I love Sam Neill, like Courtney B. Vance. Um, And so there are a lot of ones where you're like, oh, that guy. But there's still a couple like Russian dudes where you're like, was he important? Like Stellan Skarsgård is in this movie. Like, I feel like he could have done a little... I think they could have used him a little more. This like has to be super early in his... It's early Harry, in the run. Stellar, very early in Stellar Skateboard's career. <laughs> Ryan, this is a Hall of Fame all-star <laughs> starter benchwarmer. I have to give it Hall yeah. of Fame. Like, I will always stop and watch it. Anytime it's like, oh, this is on streaming, I'm like, 100%. I don't... It's... it's. I think it's the best submarine movie. I was going to ask you that. Yes, I think it's the best. I think a lot of submarine movies suck. Like, I didn't like K nineteen, The Widowmaker. No, I wanted to. It's, and I just didn't it, like it's it. not good. Crimson Tide is good, but it's Crimson more Tide is good. The Gene Hackman and Denzel. It, it's just like yes. their K. Uh, Crimson Tide could have occurred in a courtroom. It could have occurred in a boardroom. Anything. One hundred percent. Harrison yes. Ford's in The Widowmaker. Yeah, yes. it's not good. Yeah, that's not that's good. post. It, it's post him as Jack oh, and Ryan. He it's, plays a Russian too. It, it's closer to Hollywood homicide than it is clear yeah. and present danger. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Liam Neeson's in this. Yeah. Yeah. No, there were a lot of, there were a lot of things that made you think that would be good. I know yeah, what I Caroline's doing the, after the pod. I think <laughs> this is the best submarine movie. I think it's, uh, it's my favorite, like mil- war dad movie. And I'm not a war dad. Like I, I am not into like world war two history. Like I don't do any of that. But yeah. It's great. I just don't think I'm ever going to get there. time. There you is. haven't met, you haven't met my dad yet. He'll give you a book and that'll be <laughs> it. Um, yeah, I, I, and I think it's the best Jack Ryan movie. 
I I like. I think this is also the best. I, I haven't seen. I Hold have on. not seen as much of the newer ones, but of the from this to some of all fears, I think this is the best one. Yes, I would. Yes, I would agree with that. I like the Harrison Ford ones. I like Patriot Games. I think Patriot Games is very very good. Who do you think is the best, Jack Ryan? I do. Those are two Harris- different discussions. I do, I do think Harrison Ford is a better Jack Ryan. I think he was my. I think. Um, Alec Baldwin was my least favorite Jack Ryan. I I I I really didn't like Ben Affleck as as Jack. Ryan. I loved Ben. I was surprised how much I liked Ben Affleck as Jack oh Ryan. I, I didn't buy. I didn't because this is my issue with Alec Baldwin. He just is Alec Baldwin. Like I don't think he's just like oh it's he's he's Jack Donahue. Like, <laughs> I don't See, know. He wasn't as he I, wasn't an analyst or I think that's because you saw this so late. Like I Probably, remember yes. I didn't see this when it came out or anything, but like I remember seeing it in the mid 90s on ca- on cable. I remember like um Alec Baldwin from Beetlejuice. Alec Baldwin's <laughs> great in Beetlejuice yeah. and he's like not doing the Jack Donaghy thing. Like that's true. he had that's- he had a more interesting career and it's now sort of like gone in this singular direction, but there was a while when it was like, Oh, Alec Baldwin is like an interesting actor. Yeah. I don't think he's like the best Jack Ryan, but I like what this Jack Ryan does because the thing I couldn't stop thinking about in this movie is Jack Ryan's family thinks that he just got on a plane to go have one meeting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and also worst caroline in this one by the way she was Bates mcfadden yeah she was awful she was like jack like just... who knows like she had nothing to do she was also not one happy. of two mo- two women with a line in this movie and the other was a yes, stewardess i was like i was gonna say i was like i don't remember there being another woman in this yeah. movie <laughs> yeah it's this it's the stewardess it's his wife and it's his daughter that's it. Yeah. that's it and his wife and daughter are out of the movie after the first scene Yes. correct yeah yeah very very uh what happened to kathy kathy's the love intro i mean now i need to like go read all of the jack ryan lore to make sure that all of this is got accurate it. you gotta got do it have to, got have to. to do it i tried to read a tom clancy book when i was like 15 i brought it on a on a plane because my dad you, my cool dad kid. had him well here's the thing i didn't i thought it was i had seen one of the time like i had seen clear and present danger or something at that point and i was like oh this will be like that Tom Clancy is very meticulous and very detailed. And my 15 year old yes. brain got about two chapters into rainbow six and said, this is not for, not for me. Yes. I'm going to go, this is not for going to go pick up a Grisham book. Uh, I was going to yes. say he swapped to Grisham. <laughs> no, no. Like I haven't read any Tom Clancy, but I understand that like a movie that's all about like the technical aspects of submarine development is like right up his, like, that's yeah. His shit. yeah. 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 Like, N- nuclear tactics and and cold war uh geopolitical yes. situations yes. is i think honestly perfect for a 15 yeah. year old i don't know what your problem was kyle yeah, just dumb <laughs> i guess uh, speaking of tom clancy's novel we got some some fun imd trivia facts here oh good 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 after the release of the novel hunt for red october some members of congress contacted the cia demanding to know why the Russians had invented Caterpillar Drive before the U.S. Navy did. Although a result of a good research, the Caterpillar Drive is pure fiction. They've always been this dumb, folks. Oh, my fucking God. That is depressing. That's one thing that, like, cracked me up about Jack Ryan in this movie, is they 
don't really know like they think he's defecting at the very end where they're like face to face he's like me i just work for the cia i'm like why are you telling people this <laughs> you're not supposed to tell people that and he's just telling like he's everyone and their trust, mother caroline it's russian so i'm like i don't know i'm just a cia analyst <laughs> who writes books like no, but- he's being vulnerable <laughs> books that, that ramius fucking hates uh, <laughs> yeah, that is the funniest part of the entire movie. This is not a like ha ha laugh movie at all. Like it's a very like dry, serious movie. Again, I really enjoy it, but it's it's like it is two and a half hours or whatever, two twenty, and I die at that. Like he's just like, oh, I've read that. It's shit. <laughs> As a perspective author, that's now like new fear unlocked. I just run into Ron Shelton at a bookstore, and he's like, yeah, your book was fucking terrible, trash. It's not just that he trashes his book. It's that. It's possible that that's those are the last words Jack Ryan hears on Earth because that's while a torpedo is, is coming at him. him on He's like, oh, that one? And I read that. It was all, not only did he not like it, he said Your it was wrong. Your conclusions were all wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Now drive my submarine out of danger. Oh, God. Um, okay, Caroline, this is specifically for you. Navy okay. recruiters set up booths in some theater lobbies for people to sign up to join the service <laughs> or at least to look into it. The Pentagon oh hoped God. that this movie would do for the submarine service what Top Gun did for naval aviation. <laughs> yep. Nope. That's I bet it the didn't. wrong read, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you also like to be tense? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's uh, I'm, I'm going to guess that did not work super great. Can't cannot have. But, so yeah. this is a combo of IMDb trivia, and then an article, a 2021 article I found on Screen Rant. Uh, Alec Baldwin accepted the role of Jack Ryan because Harrison Ford turned it down. Uh, there's another one. Kevin Costner also turned it down, apparently. Uh, interestingly, Baldwin asked for a big pay increase for Patriot Games with the producers, allegedly replied, for that price, we could get Harrison Ford. Baldwin had his ground, and the studio agreed to the fee, but for Ford instead of Baldwin, which seems very, very <laughs> savage. And I was like, that also seems unrealistic. I went and looked, and Baldwin wrote a column in the Huffington Post in 2011 um, and told something about what happened with this. Said the, the studio, the truth is, the studio cut my throat. John McTiernan told me that he had been negotiating to do a film with a very famous movie star. He dropped out of this film, his film, days before, so he could go star in sequels for The Hunt for Red October. That star was. Harrison Ford, apparently, and that the studio, I guess, Paramount owed him money for a greenlit film that fell apart, and this was like a make good on that, and also he was a bigger star. So I'm not sure we know exactly what happened, but it is interesting that Alec Baldwin, this movie was massively successful. This movie made $220 million in the box office, and then he doesn't get the sequel, which is bonkers. I'm like, we got Harrison Ford. I was about to say, Caroline loves Harrison Ford. Yeah, it's it's rare that you. I can't think of another film series like like. I guess the closest you get is like switching out the Hulk between yeah. Ed Norton, Terrence Terrence Howard, Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was allegedly the similar. If if we go with the he wanted more money situation, Terrence Howard wanted more money, and they were like, right. we no, absolutely right. not. Okay, um, so maybe this is a good move, and it's always good to do. This is the piece of trivia that I have been excited to tell you. It's a little long. After consulting with the wardrobe and makeup departments behind John McTiernan's back, 
Sir Sean Connery arrived on set for his first day of shoots with his hairpiece incorporating a ponytail. Several years Stop. later, once Connery's potential influence had greatly waned, McTiernan stated in an interview with Sight and Sound magazine that he was fucking livid with Connery, that the Scottish actor had tried to use his considerable heft with the studio, going over the director's head to pass through the alteration with the producers. It seemed as though Connery was to get his way until midway through the second day shooting when director of photography Jan de Bont, who directed Speed, started laughing while reviewing the dailies, remarking to Connery that his ponytail looked like a, quote, a limp swinging dick. (laughs) (laughs) This soon became a meme among the crew, and by the end of the second day, Connery was so upset at the mockery, he relented, having makeup removed the alteration and forcing a reshoot of a key scene. Why would he have a ponytail? He's Sean Connery. He can do whatever he wants. There's no way that he thinks that that would be like in regs for the Russian Navy. Did he have? Well, he's done a number of movies with ponytails. Has he? I think he has a ponytail in Highlander. (laughs) I know he has a ponytail in Zardoz. I was going to say Zardoz. I know he does. He kind of has a ponytail uh, at the beginning of The Rock, doesn't he? Does he? Like, or I don't know if he has a ponytail or not, but he's before they cut his hair, he's got like the real long hair. Like, I think Sean Connery, like, secretly, even though he was like aggressively balding, I think he was like, No, I want rock star hair <laughs> in is, any movie that like, I can get away with it. Well, he's like, I want to be Brett Michaels. Who, who wouldn't? <laughs> who <frankly>? doesn't? <laughs> Are we about we to get to... into another rock of love conversation? Yes, I was just gonna say. <laughs> oh god that was such a good show folks will know that that we've just run out of movies to cover when we do like a rock of love rewatch yeah or or we've just or we've got (laughs) enough psychotic patrons who want that to happen yeah this i i truly think if the if connery had got his way and everybody had gone with it i think it would ruin the whole movie It'd be so distracting. Yes. It would just be like, this is so stupid. Because here's the thing. You can only have one completely bizarre, nonsensical, like, character thing. And that's that he's Scottish. Like, you can't be Scottish with a ponytail and expect me to believe that you are the captain of a Russian submarine during the Cold War. I'm sorry. That's where, like that's oh, i'll save it for some of the other what worked what didn't because <laughs> i'm just dying at the combination of accents that we get on both of these ships okay. <laughs> well okay. let's take our ad break and then we'll get back with what worked we haven't even started a category we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we're back after a very long ad break with uh, with three up for what word. Caroline, I'll lead off with you. We'll work about this movie. <laughs> what is the name of that guy from Smoking the Bandit? <laughs> Jerry Reed. <laughs> Jerry Reed. No, um, I think the tension works in this because again, there's there's just like so much, so many small things that happen that it's just shouldn't be. I don't know. It just really, really works, and it's kind of like figuring out what's going on, figuring out what's going on in each ship. There's just enough of the like, um moments where torpedoes are involved i love the strategy of i don't did you any either of you see the new mission impossible the the one that just came out yeah no, i have not yet oh my god you guys i are would like to there's i was just gonna say there's a sub scene in the very very beginning like the first thing that you see is a sub scene and i think it speaks to what you're saying kyle about like elevation of the stress by being in a sub and part of that is the lighting the space like everyone feels like they're real close to each other and i think that's the part that really really works for me is it just it's a tense movie i will say at times it gets a little confusing like who's on what ship (laughs) and that (laughs) was part of the trivia too is they made the ships have each have different lighting and different factors they tried to make that clear but yeah it does it, it it's is and partly there was one because i had the dogs distracting me with something and i was like is he on a ship or did they already take him to the sub but then i remembered the whole mm. like him dropping himself in the water thing but there's a lot and then they get on the russian sub and then i'm like is corny b vance on that you know he's not with them like so there's a lot and again if i've seen it 50 times like ryan i don't think i have that problem as much but um but i think the the setting is does so much great work for this movie both the cold war and the sub and the tension aspect of it it's excellent ryan what works about this one for you that the physical action feels um almost tertiary like this is not a movie that is asking alec baldwin to like engage in hand-to-hand combat like it, it like God. yes there is an end the ending sort of goes that route but like how does he end up so bloody it is very believable well that's because sean connery got shot oh yeah that's i think that's part mm. of it. it's know. all over i think he's, he's mostly mess. just wet he's extremely mess he is i think he's just wet and it's a red red lip yeah oh okay i was like yeah. this is like carrie what <laughs> no, no no i think he's just wet um it is very like i this is a movie where i absolutely believe that this is a person who normally has a desk job who has some training and has some background but like is never does anything super heroic never does like doesn't do that thing where it's like oh my god he actually is like secretly a fucking assassin it's like no he is uncomfortable not very skilled and like almost dies multiple times even before he like gets on the russian sub like it feels very it feels very grounded and movies like this frequently sort of like go a little too far and you start getting into like more james bondy territory frankly yeah um 
piggybacking on that, you, the the Baldwin performance is really good, and that character is really good. Connery, this is my favorite Sean Connery ever, it's even though good. he's playing a Scottish Russian sub commander. I find the character <laughs> so interesting, and it's a reason, especially after you've already seen this, you know that he's defecting. You know he eventually it works. You know, like, and it's more after when you're rewatching it, you're paying more attention. I think the conversation with him and not to like get into my get into what I think the best scene is, but what might be the best is the conversation between him and Sam Neill and their quarters. And this is it. This is something I, I pulled. I didn't come up with this myself, but it very reminiscent. He is basically captain Ahab. He spent 40 years in the water. He essentially made his wife a widow the day he married her that line he says, but that is so interesting. And watching it with a lens of, you know, that he, you know what he's doing and you know, it eventually all works out. But with that, you see him like when you first watch it, you're not entirely sure he's he's all he's all there or this is going to work or anything or even what he's going to do. Exactly. Like, yeah. the, the movie, the movie does. If if you've just seen it for the first time, you don't know what he you're like, oh, this feels like he could be going to attack the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very. And again, it was the I think it's the stretch of when they're in the meeting early on the like and the, the, the officers are yeah and they're saying well the um the oh, when, u.s like when yes jack when ryan does like son of a bitch like that yes. whatever right right because it's like oh he's the nephew of so-and-so and so-and-so so-and-so and like the, it, that was where i was like is that the guy that walked who was like at the desk like <laughs> that was when i had a little bit of the struggle bus and then i was like oh i see what they're saying okay yeah, yeah. it's in, it's interesting before you know it all like the first time you watch it you feel like he's this guy with this master plan and you don't, you don't know exactly what it is, but you feel like it. And when you watch it on repeat, it's kind of like, he's got this plan, but he's kind of fucking flying by the seat of his pants. He's like, all right, this needs Mm -hmm. to happen. We need this. We're getting sabotaged. I did not plan for that. It, that part makes it a lot more interesting, a lot more fun on rewatch to watch how he's trying to, he's trying to shimmy this because he's got these different things. Like obviously the end goal is defecting for him and his officers, but he also wants his crew to be okay and them not to be executed because he's got to, he's got to work it. So they don't realize what he's up to. And I'll get into that. Those are the most gullible guys in the Russian Navy. Like he, he <laughs> handpicked those guys perfectly. <laughs> like, like we've got, we've got the finest Russian sailors ready for this, ready for this, you know, th- this voyage. Actually, I'll take dumb Jerry. Give me, give me dumb Jerry. <laughs> give me idiot Bill. I need all those guys because I need them to have no qualms with what we're doing. It is a very subdued Connery performance. Like it's, and this is not, I don't feel like this is what he usually did, but there's a lot like going on underneath. And I feel like most of the time, Sean Connery performances they're not necessarily like big and brash, but it's like, they're very expressive. And this is much more like simmering. It is, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. The, the speech, he gives a good speech. Um, he also, it is pretty terrifying when he kills that man. Mm-hmm. Like the wrong Putin. Very quick. <laughs> Could have prevented very a lot of mess. <laughs> if he had picked a different very one. quick. Hope they're not listening. Very yeah. early, very early too. Oh yeah, because that's also where you get the heightened dramas. You're like, okay, you you would tend to have some uh, sympathy for this defection plan, mm-hmm. but then you but then he early on he kills the dude. Like it mm-hmm. is 
I need to do this. And then the added drama of he takes both the keys mm-hmm. and, you know, I love that he was like, you, chef, come here. Is that the same chef that later is the saboteur? I think, I, I think it so. is, but, yeah. I, but I agree that it's not like overly clear. Yeah, I, again, have seen it once until tonight. I thought in the back of my head, I was like, oh, it's it's Curry, obviously, because he's the worst. And so he's <laughs> back there dressed like a clown, <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, that's, you know, Tim Curry isn't literally a demon clown, right? You know, he's just it amazing. does not matter. Okay, that ship right. has sailed. Okay. I went to see Spamalot on Broadway when I was in high school, and his understudy <laughs> took his role. So I will for for that performance. So I'll, I'll forever kind of hold it against him that he didn't didn't stick wow, it out for okay. that performance. Yeah, he knew you were coming, and he said, "Must have, must have." fuck this kid. Said I knew, figured out I was going to do a podcast <laughs> with Caroline down the road and was like, I need to get ahead of this. I can't. I can't. Um, this would be a really good movie for the exercise of which other character that someone had played would fit well in this movie. Like, obviously, James Bond is the sub commander, but like if Pennywise the clown is just on this oh, Russian God. submarine. Just like. He's the saboteur. <laughs> I can't. Oh, it's yeah. so scary with the shows yeah. up with the boys. They need to get rid of Putin's like- body and he just eats him. <laughs> <laughs> they need everyone to be quiet and he's just popping balloons randomly. You're just like, oh, God damn it, Pennywise, stop. We all float down here in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> can't. Um, but here's here's my another thing that works for me, fits in the same genre. Have Sam Neill's Jurassic Park character on the sub. <laughs> Sam Neill is excellent in this movie, justice for Sam Neill. And my conspiracy theory is he actually does live. And he does because he goes to Montana and he becomes a dinosaur scientist. <laughs> same guy. Can't tell me I'm wrong. He has the same accent. So, wow. Because wow. that's where. That's one thing. Yeah. It doesn't not work for me because it's, it's a really nice moment. But when he's giving the speech about going to Montana and getting married and then having two wives, you're just watching him like, man, you're fucking cooked. You're so dead. <laughs> as soon as he starts yeah. talking about his life, it's like, God, you're so fucking dead. Oh, okay. you're so dead. <laughs> have either of you been to Montana? Regrettably, no. I have no. driven through a corner of it. Like okay. the like the corner that sticks out. I went through the bottom of in of Idaho and then through that little part. I think like is Bozeman over there? Sure. I don't know. Then, I haven't been. I oh, know. it's it was beautiful, the little corner I drove through. I guess my question is this. If you are a rush a longtime Russian and you're like, you know where I always want to go? I'm like, isn't Montana one of the most unknown places in the United States? Well, it just feels like maybe one of the more geographically Russian places you could pick. Like I, I don't know why he you know why he wasn't like, oh, you know where oh, I want to go? Houston. Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I see you're saying like it it actually like Fresno. Yeah, <laughs> like why wouldn't he go to a more like a opposite of Russia? I, yeah, I guess spot? so. But but to to Kyle's point, like he just wants to like be a bigamist in an RV. <laughs> so I guess he I wants guess. to spend some the cold months in Arizona, which yeah. I respect. I yeah. my thing would be I thought where I thought you were going is like how on earth did this guy from like the Russian Navy in 1984, like hear about Montana sure. enough to like Joe Montana. That's why. <laughs> that's why he wants to go to Montana and watch the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's yeah accurate done yep. i just yep. i was laughing so hard at the like he had such a nice plan he did he did he did it was lovely he's i also wanted them to do when they showed him at the top of the um uh little tower the conning tower um it was a perfect moment if i knew how to edit video to do like they really do move in herds and show the ships that were out there and then like like imagine one of the people listening has to be good at editing stuff like you can make this happen for me please because like i was like it would be perfect like he's like welcome to jurassic park like have like sean connery's voice say it and then they like look out um maybe if you could do it with the melodica version of the like really bad harmonica that's on youtube excellent that was the moment i texted you guys right at the beginning of the movie when they're up in the tower and they're looking and it's clearly freezing and that's when i texted you guys i was like (laughs) i would not do well in soviet russia no i would i would not i think i would do okay with the hats and the and the jackets because again cozy cozy like you see how many layers he took off when he got in his stateroom he took off like three layers and he, he had, had like a, scarf a fucking, on. he had like an opera scarf on. Yes. and i was like gonna make fun then i was like now nah, you know what it gets cold down there yeah. like yeah. it's the but then you know, and then he gets a cozy bev i know oh, he gets a little yeah. hot tea yeah. Yeah. you know it's hot, hot tea, tea for murder. murder weapon um <laughs> something that works for me this is a trope i like is enemies who start working together when they're all cooking on the sub and Ramius has yeah. guys from like, he's got Scott Glenn and he's, and he's yes. got Jack Ryan. He's got, I love that. I love like, Hey, we're, we're opposites, but we're linking up. We're going to, we're going to get this sub home. I love that shit. I love that scene. And I love the begrudging, uh, captain that like is completely against it and then gets convinced and is kind of in a because why Scott Glenn was so good in this like there's a couple scenes where he does this where like okay you have two minutes as they're like opening the torpedo tubes and like he's listening to Jack Ryan say all these things and you're trying and it's like he has to make the decision like it's the moment like whatever and it's the same when he's on the sh- on the sub with the Russians and Sean Connery's like you have the con and he's like, hey, and he like gives him the gun because it's such a like moment of friendship and mm-hmm. bonding. So he's like, you could kill me with this. Here you go. Like, and Jack, go with him. He's like, get mm-hmm. out of here, you clown. Um, yeah, that's I love that. There's also one of those in Battleship where with um, the old men. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say with the uh, Japanese commander and uh, Taylor Kitsch. Where like they have to figure out they have to work together to do the actual battleship scene. <laughs> I think I blocked that episode we did out of my mind. How yeah, dare I, you? Don't, please don't do this. The other How uh, dare you? one other thing I would like to say works about this, and it makes me wish I could see this in a movie theater. Ooh. I think the sound is really yes. good. Yes, mm. like the soundtrack. The like it. It's very. It has like a very. Looming sonic presence, mm. which really adds to, because, like, so much of this movie is literally about sound and sonar. Yeah. I think it does such an effective job of like it uses music in the right places, mm-hmm. it's quiet in the right places. Like, I think it's just a very, it's a very uh, satisfying movie to listen to. Yes. Getting pinged on sonar is, it's just again, incredibly stressful. The first mm-hmm. time that I think it's the Russian sub is is firing torpedoes at them, 
and there's that where there's Sam Neill's counting down. Oh, when the when when the plane when yeah the, the plane, plane drops the plane the drops the torpedo and Sam Neill's counting down and it's that sounds that would be incredible movie theater shit. Reach down to measures. Torpedo has lost contact. Massive approaching. Torpedo has reacquired. Torpedo has reacquired and is homing. Give me the count. Turn it massive 40 degrees starlet in 30 seconds. Time to torpedo impact. Torpedo impact 35 seconds. Increase the flank. Full ahead flank. Full ahead flank. Full ahead flank, guys. Torpedo impact now 40 seconds. 35 seconds. seconds yes, yes god you guys have to go see mission impossible oh my god just go for the first i mean you can save for the whole thing but if you only have like 10 minutes to spare go for the first 10 minutes and i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be the <laughs> asshole who goes and then like all right i'm walking out that was great you just like clap you're like love submarines you're, and you, like, leave. you're walking out the door and tom cruise jumps on you from a balcony <laughs> you're fucking staying he's like he's like you're what's wrong with the cinema today <laughs> didn't you listen to nicole kidman um <laughs> You know, I, know I love her. a <laughs> you know I love a control room scene. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Love a good control room scene. Some and there were movies several. are basically all con- it's basically yeah. a continuous One big control room. Scene. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> um, it's middle yeah, control room and the front control room. <laughs> <laughs> he ran, he ran down to so the, the Bombay control room. <laughs> yeah. Just the cast in general was excellent. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um Courtney B. Vance, like it's just, deep. We just... haven't even mentioned James Earl Jones is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He was great too. I love the um so Greer, like that's a cool part. Again, I haven't read any of the Jack Ryan books, but I have now watched all of the movies and I've seen the first three seasons of the show. And so it's really cool to see like the Greer character and the it portrayed in the different ways too. Cause the, the three that you generally will get are obviously Jack Ryan and then usually Kathy, the love yeah. interest. Yeah. I don't know what, I mean, no, I always love a Caroline in a, in a movie, but I don't know where the hell she came from. Um, Cause I, unless I'm not aware that Kathy's a nickname I should be going by is Caroline um, and Greer. Cause like Greer's like his guy, his handler, his boss, whatever. Right. Um, and I'm trying to remember this is going to, I've watched too many things recently, which is why like, don't yell at me if the, if the Greer in um what is the amount of things for you that is not too many in what way you said i've watched too many things which would imply that there is a right <laughs> level of that things there is a standard level i feel like you're always watching yeah. too many things so that's oh because james Earl jones is greer in the other okay yeah yeah so yeah, i've he's, recently he's in the he's in the um harrison ford books yes and yes. then i was trying to think who so i think um Kevin Costner plays. I have no, I like until you brought up the Chris Pine one, I like could not have told you that that I remember that it exists and I think I've seen it, but like I, I completely said all that stuff and, and there's no Greer in the Kevin in the um, Jack in the Morgan Chris Freeman Pine is one. not Greer in. I don't think he's Greer in the. Um, some of all fears no i think he's a greer like character but i don't think that's who he's playing yeah you're right he's a dci somebody and then um what's his name from the wire is it in the yeah show, right? so that's also where i when i say too many things i just finished suits so i watched eight seasons of suits which also has <laughs> what 
because it was like at the front of Netflix. <laughs> That's who the algorithm works on. It's you. <laughs> and I the really executives like in these Mott. in these meetings with the union are just holding up Caroline and just. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault. I'm sorry. Uh, and as of today, I have started my X Files rewatch. So you're welcome. I c- America yeah, cannot yeah. wait so to excited. get texts from you about the X Files, a show that I have I watched so zero minutes of. Oh my god! I need everyone to watch X Files. It has like the perfect three episodes to start a series because it's like the pilot which was it's really good to establish the characters and then it goes into a very heavy like conspiracy theory episode or like and then it goes into a really like really good monster episode and that's monster like the, the things that you're yeah. yeah and it's yeah. just like the best way to get people hooked and i didn't anyway, but that's what else have i i'm suits what, took up a lot of even, time how are we even what are we even talking about now we're talking about greers and okay oh james earl jones <laughs> being in things okay. I've also been listening to a lot of Dateline episodes when I walk the dogs that like floats around, you know, I got a lot of content going on guys. I'm debating if I want to stay up late to hear if Taylor Swift actually does announce 1989 Taylor's version tonight. There's a lot of things happening in this poor, poor brain of mine. (laughs) So anyways, Ryan, is there a strikeout in this movie for for the most head scratching aspect? Yes. And I regret to say this. The, so much of the movie turns on the saboteur, right? And the movie never bothers to even throw you a fucking breadcrumb as to like yeah. who this person is, why they're sabotaging the caterpillar, like what they're like. It's just it's just there, and like the movie's good enough that you don't care. But it's the the more I sit with it, I'm like, this is wild that so much of this movie rests on this plot point that is just a convenience. And what was the not... plan to get the crew off the ship if so the... it wasn't sabotage? So no, he's enough of a fanatic that he was he was essentially a suicide bomber. He was he was but ready. Why? But I don't understand why. It... That's the thing. Yeah. Is like if they, I can, if he is the the cook. That is there when, when um, he certainly wasn't the cook on Caroline sub. No, No. he would just be down there making delicious like red velvet cupcakes and like when when if he's the one who's there and sees Ramius take the second missile key, maybe I can kind of get to like okay he's sabotaging it because he thinks he wants to stop Ramius, but then he's trying to blow up the sub. And he does like, I don't know. I just like, it's just sort of a given. It's like, yeah, there's a saboteur and he's just fucking with the ship. And And Ramius is like in and out on trying to figure out who this guy is. Cause at first it's like, look through Putin's files. But then he's also like, oh, we just kind of got to roll with it. There's no, there's no explainer because I think he's supposed to be a GRU or a KGB agent or something because he, he has, he mentions, there's a mention of KGB agents on the ship. Yeah. He mentions to Putin and Putin is like, Oh, you know, if there were, I wouldn't know. So you're meant to infer that that guy is that, but it's like, why he also doesn't say anything really. It's, it's yeah. You're right that it's all just about convenience. There needs to be one more. I just needed a little more, just a little more. If they had just had something to be like, yes. He is most likely an agent here to blow up the sub so that the Americans don't get it. Fine. Great. That was because, again, 
because he sabotaged the nuclear reactor is why they offloaded the crew, right? No. So that's so that is a ruse. Like uh, that that was their plan was they okay. fake See, they that, fake a reactor meltdown that so that they me. can get the crew off cuz that's the whole thing where uh Alf Baldwin's like how's he going to get them off the ship? How's right, he going to get exactly. them off a nuclear sub? And then he realizes like they're going to fake they're going to pretend that the, sa- the the sub's not s- safe to be on. Yeah. Get everybody off and that's when Tim Curry's like, "Oh my god, you're going to go down with the ship." You're like, "My you're you're my dad, Sean Connery. I love you." <laughs> He's like, I can float with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that that is not related to the sabotage. Oh, okay. Because I thought that, and then I was back in the confusion with the sabotage late. Because I was like, wait, was that actually sabotage? Anyway, no. It. I, I agree that it's confusing because you just don't know like why it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that. As far as we're talking about what, what didn't work, there is the accents thing. So it does the, uh, they do this in Valkyrie, the cruise movie. They do this in Chernobyl. They just straight up like, we're all just going to be British people or some people are going to be British people <laughs> talking with a Russian accent. The gladiator approach. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> those were accurate, Ryan. Those were hundred percent. It's like we could have had, they could have casted someone who speaks fluent Russian and had a very dubbed movie. I just, you just got to roll with it. It's a funny, it's like it's, it's fitting for the times that they're quoting Oppenheimer when, when they do the, the change, which is fun. Yeah. Um, movie I saw like the change yeah. itself. I don't mind the change when the change, I don't mind them. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually yeah. a really cool way to do it. Like, yeah. I love that. I thought that was really, it's the give zero fucks part of sean connery just being full scottish and then like everyone else just using their their actual accents which i guess it's fine it's just again the first time i watched it it led to a little bit more confusion trying to remember like which people were on which side where generally you would have a lot more context clues like not being scottish um but this is where we have to remember that four years before this movie Sean Connery played the role of Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez, <laughs> an Egyptian man with a Spanish name who entirely uses a Scottish accent in Highlander. <laughs> like, what? I look, said, and I respect, I respect the like, I'm Sean Connery, I'm going to talk like Sean Connery. I do. It just, it's, it's, I shouldn't say it, it doesn't work for me. I just still am like, it's hilarious to me. It's more probably accurate it is it is a rare case of like because it's sean connery everybody's just like yeah that's what he's gonna do i just when he goes like it's the sound of silence like that was like (laughs) hilarious to me like i did love that entire speech where he talks about like they will be listening to rock and roll while we do our missile drills rock and roll like that's we go home and fuck the prom (laughs) (laughs) it just was so funny to me i'm just like i i love it comrades our own fleet doesn't know our full potential they will do everything possible to test us but they will only test their own embarrassment we will leave our fleet behind we will pass through the american patrols past their sonar nets and lay off their largest city and listen to their rock and roll. 
while we conduct missile drills. Uh. And when we are finished, the only sound they will hear is our laughter. While we sail to Havana, where the sun is warm, so is the comradeship. Cryogenic plant coming online, Captain. A great day, comrades. We sail into history. Because, it, again, it's the ponytail thing. If you get Sean oh, Connery, God. you just like, all right, I guess Sean's speaking with his normal. Because <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is like it would have made sense if they tried like a Russian accent. I don't know. But that probably would have been worse. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think you're right because like Sam Neill is kind of trying a Russian accent. Yeah. And it's not good. No. And I think Stellar Skateboard does one. Yeah, I think that's probably comes, probably comes easier for him too. From being because he's Swedish mm-hmm. and he only has so many lines, so yeah. like it's a little more forgivable. We'll talk about that because he makes use of every single one of those lines. God, he was fantastic in this. Tim I Curry, so Tim much. Curry also doesn't bother do no, any accent no. work whatsoever. No, no, yeah, I, I that is the other thing. I think once they sort of establish, like, yeah, the accent's not a big thing. Like, once you have Tim Curry and Sean Connery, it's somehow more. If you would put Sean Connery a, a, with a bunch of like Russian language actors, you'd be like, yes. this is fucking stupid. Yeah, agreed. Like, once you have him like as the second in command is Sam Neill, who yes. sounds like he's digging up dinosaurs in Montana. <laughs> like, you're like, okay, fine. Like, you get over it relatively quickly. Once yeah. he does the sound of silence, like, thing, like, you're kind of like, okay, like, I'm fine with it now. Um, but yeah, it's definitely weird at the beginning. It makes me yes. laugh. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's not really a whole lot else that doesn't work. It is long. Um, it, oh, I have one. I have one question. Okay. And maybe I think Caroline can help with this. This is also a thing I didn't realize until I watched this thing. There's the Morse code scene, right? Yes. <laughs> They surface and they're communicating. And Great line all, from the. I might be sending him my Morsesa Russia might be sending him the the dimensions on the Playboy <laughs> centerfold of the month. Yeah, it's pretty good. Perfect. <laughs> He's sending. I truly don't know the answer to this. The American sub is sending Morse to the Russian sub. The Russian sub is only responding with pings. They're not. They're not sending anything back. <laughs> my very. Uh, elementary understanding of Morse is that it's just here are letters. <laughs> what language is he spelling it in? Right. That's <laughs> yes. That's my question. I didn't it's think like... about that <laughs> one bit. Well, the, wow. the other thing that I don't really know. Well, see, but here's the thing too: is at the end of Independence Day, which is clearly an accurate representation of you know of course, historical of moments. They use Morse code to communicate that like how to destroy like right or whatever yes. you know the yeah. plan um this could be a situation i gotta tell you i didn't use any morse code i was excited to okay. use a lot i didn't use any okay. morse code in my training um i think that it is probably one of the u.s or anglo-centric things that still happens where like right. everyone's like we all speak english when it's communications about the world and so they just send it in english okay, okay. <laughs> or maybe they're like he's scottish he'll get it <laughs> The pings coming back have a Scottish accent on them. He'll understand yeah. if we okay. just send them. Okay. I just, but I it's just... a, I think it's a fair question because then the other part of it goes into like, okay, what's the Morse code for the Cyrillic language? Right, because like Morse <laughs> is not an international language. No, it's I don't just think a it is. Different way to send 
the American alphabet. And while he yeah. speaks like English, you can't send an Enya in Morse. <laughs> <laughs> while he speaks English, you don't know that he can spell English. That's a that's a really good point. It would have that's taken a, really a lot point. longer to like look it up and then write it all. D- that would have been a hilarious scene. Like if they have Google like Translate. a notepad and he's writing it down, but he's trying to do it all himself because they doesn't want anyone to know what the plans are. So that, you know, like so that the ship doesn't know what he's doing or like the rest of the crew doesn't know what he's doing. And he's like writing it down. And then he's like, get me my dictionary. <laughs> that's, that's the cut of this. I want where and they surface and he's getting all this American Morse. And he's just like, I don't know what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> he goes the wrong way. <laughs> I guess I will say, I guess they establish that. It, on the sub, they do establish that Sean Connery speaks English. Yes. So I can, all right, I can, I've talked myself into. <laughs> You'll let that one go. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I, derailed, I will tell you, I, I don't myself. think, I don't think Jack Ryan gets away with um, a lot of the sass, especially the air crew that he gets away with. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so how does that work? Is like, he just being, he doesn't work with them for them, whatever. He's just kind of a transplant here. Like when he tells the helicopter guys. Yeah. Like, when he's like, insane. cause if, if you have bingo fuel or like you have fuel planning, like some random, cause technically he's this, he's a just analyst. a pencil pusher. Yeah. 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 Like, and I understand that he went to the Academy and like, you know, his back got hurt, like all stuff. Um, but <laughs> you say his back got hurt. Like he like it didn't moving like boxes and he wasn't in a fucking <laughs> helicopter crash. Okay, fair point. Fair point. The the sweater he's wearing Ooh, in the beginning ouchie. screams of a Dude, man sweat- who hasn't he hasn't done physical oh, labor in a while. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, that sweater deserves Cozy. its own billing. I did I, that was, I did have it written on what, what worked about this movie. It was just that oh, sweater. Baldwin sweater. It's it is a it is a Jack sweater. Glenn's that- got a good sweater too in this movie. Who does? Jack Glenn. When he's oh, on the yeah. sub. Yeah. I'm telling you, subs are great for like cool <laughs> Navy sweaters. I'm telling you. There are some really cool Navy, like official, like issued Navy sweaters. I have some fun sweaters. Um, I used to think serving but... in the armed forces was hard, but now it's just all about athleisure <laughs> no, and it's comfort. Just outfits and food. <laughs> just, just like an oceanic oh, B&B. Be all the when thread we, count when you we can finally be. Got... <laughs> <laughs> Look, when we finally got our fleece jackets in the like our aviation fleece jackets and the vest the graduate oh the aviation graduation is getting a nice patagonia <laughs> to, to, to die for um and i will tell These you what, my I don't dress sweatpants <laughs> i don't think i've ever slept better than when i was on one of my summer summer cruises it's just such a terrible way to describe it but when i was on a destroyer off like on various training things over the summer where we would go spend like a month on a ship because if you get one that's angled the right way, as in like in the ship in the right spot, it will like rock you to sleep. If you get one that's going the right side, like, and it's dark and you've got this little curtain and you like bring your own sheets and like, you can have a, like a thick blanket, whatever. And I, I've, I always like it cold. So it's like cold inside ships. It's like rarely hot. It's the absolute best. And you're just like rock to sleep. The worst is when you get like head to toe. Because then you can kind of like sh- <laughs> slip down one way. Anyway, um, that sweater's great. Yeah, that sweater was okay. like Chris Chris Evans in Knives Out is yeah. jealous of that sweater. Yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> um, okay, let, let's pick a best scene. So this movie, most of the scenes, we we get a couple quote unquote action scenes. We obviously get kind of a shootout at the end. We do get a couple. You know, will they, won't they with the torpedo hitting, hitting the sub. 
Uh, it's mostly dialogue, though. Alec Baldwin and Sean Connery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will they? Won't they? Yeah. Ryan, is there a scene? Is there? Is this a movie with a clear front runner for you? I do like the scene where they intentionally turn into the torpedo. Yes. It's yes. got the good tension between Connery and Scott Glenn. It's got the lot. That's where the line is about his book being fucking terrible. <laughs> um, it's early in the team up. Um, I do like, yeah, like I, I like that sub battle as a whole. Yes. Like I, I like the sub battle more than I like, uh, Connery and Baldwin going to find the saboteur. That's fine. And it's necessary, but like, it's a very satisfying sub battle. And it's, and it, it all, the other funny part of this movie is when the other American, the American sub comes in to like, sort of like pull the torpedo away from them. And then surfaces rapidly and the russian the fucking russian is like captain scared him out of the water (laughs) the most gullible crew ever that's dumb billy just like look at captain yes and they're like ooh, captain who absolutely isn't betraying our country yeah the whole that whole scene is good because it's got so many layers of like it's a battle but the Americans can't really participate in it. And they're trying to like pull a fast, like it's somehow like a heist movie at the same time that it's a military, like naval battle. It's it's, I love that scene. I love that whole scene. Yeah. That was going to be my pick. I, I, I'm also, we talked about this earlier, but the one where the, the Russian, the, where the, the fighter pilot, the, the plane drops the bomb on them. And then the sonar sound, that's the first big time, tense movie of of tense moment of the movie that's when it the first time that we're really cooking with a little bit of action because before then it's just we're setting up what the sub is they're getting off you know we get the the early the early murder as far as dialogue scenes i do like the officers meeting where ramius explains to his officers what he's doing um I do like it's Yuri or one of the guys says to him, it's a decision we all should have made referring to murdering Putin in cold blood. (laughs) We all should have talked about this before we killed this guy. Um, The informing Moscow Moscow about uh, about his intention to defect before setting sail is it's that's tough to justify. You feel like he's very in command and he knows how risky this this is. And that seems like let's add a sprinkle of difficulty in this. It it works for the movie, obviously, because then you get the concept of the whole Russian Navy is after him too. But it seems like it would have made his his job a lot easier if they just thought he was out cruising. So I liked it because, and he sort of he sort of uh, um, says this when he's talking about uh, Columbus burning his ships. I think he understands that while he's got this crew that's like, yes, we're going to do this he needs to make it clear that like we can't turn back there is no option where we say like no just kidding we actually still like i like that he has sort of said like nope your choices are to stick with me or or like drown that's it that's that's actually a very good point that's a that makes it makes it very necessary um, so yeah, I would, I, I think it's one of the two sub battles for, for best scene though, or, yeah. or du- duels yeah. with the torpedo. Um, yeah. although I, I did, I, I did also like the Morse code scene that we were talking about earlier. Like as soon as like one ping only and he, they send the ping and it's like, oh, it's fucking on. Re-verify our range to target. One ping only. 
Captain, I, I, I just... Give me a ping, Vasily. One ping only, please. Hi, Captain. Like, we're The we're scene cooking. that precedes it, too, where... Caroline was talking about it, where Baldwin has to convince him, like, this is what's going on. Yes, I was just going to say that it's, like, that, the briefing, I literally just looked it up because I was trying to find the moment that's right before he realizes what it is, because they find out that, like, he's taken the sub, and the guy who's, like, leading them, it's one of the best physical acting moments of the movie, because the guy, they say, like, I think this is it, um, he, you know, the contents of the letter are unknown, but Admiral Padorin immediately demanded a meeting with Premier Cherenko. And within minutes of that meeting, the Soviet fleet sailed with orders to find the Red October and sink her. And the guy's like, sink her? And he's like, oh, like mm-hmm. drops, like the jaw drop, like chin drop mm-hmm. is so perfect. And it's like right before he's like, son of a bitch, like whatever. That scene's also pretty helpful. Like if you, that that did helped me to figure out what was going on. <laughs> um, the other scene I really like is the last scene with the Russian ambassador talking to like, you I lost like, another son. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's talking to National Security <laughs> Advisor Pelt, played by that's Richard right, Jordan. That's right. Because it starts with him being like, "If you had only come to us sooner, this could have been Every every interaction they have is really good, especially with like." he tries to pull the like this is actually a rescue mission and there's nothing to worry about and he's like oh my god how can we help and the ambassador's like fuck oh i didn't (laughs) think you would go that way (laughs) this is this movie is very clearly and like tom clancy in general this is reagan's america like we're we're the the best guys this of course this commander wants to defect and live in montana of course we are the the smartest and the coolest guys and the russians are so uh, so stupid so so stupid the the gullible russian soldiers and the the smart the smart commander really just wants to come Mm -hmm. to america um yeah where you can have an rv in two walks <laughs> um okay best quote we already talked about uh you know the uh the my morse is rusty so i may be sending dimensions for playmate of the month um i will say when he is giving the speech that we referred to earlier uh, to the gullible crew about what they're actually doing do you remember what the end game is they're going to Havana, where the sun is warm, mm. and so is the comradeship. The comradeship. <laughs> yeah. And then they start singing loudly, and when they're supposed to be on the quiet ship, yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Sound of silence. Sam Neill saying, I would have liked, <laughs> his last words being, I would have liked to have seen Montana. Ugh, which is which is tough. He, he just wanted to see Montana and Montana State, which is going to be our last our last actual in-state college football rivalry left. Just those two. Um, I like most things in here don't react well to bullets. (laughs) That's a very good line. Because it leads to Alec Baldwin doing like a brief Sean Connery impression. (laughs) (laughs) That was excellent. I very much appreciated that one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This isn't best Um, quote, but I just, if James Earl Jones told me in any scenario 
He's likely to ask you some direct questions, give him some direct answers. I, that, that'd be a scared straight kind of thing for me. Like I, sure. I will yes. tell that person anything. Oh, same. He's great. Yeah. He's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's not the best quote. This movie did not anticipate the eventual canceling of Christopher Columbus. And also Christopher Columbus did not say that. That is not, that is not an actual Christopher Columbus quote that, that Ramius says at the end. Yes, I believe that. Yeah. Welcome to the new <laughs> My world, personal Captain. Hero. Welcome to fucking Maine. Enjoy. Hey, hey, listen. Maine is lovely. It's my birthplace. Sure, Maine is. You were born in Maine? I was. Wow. As my dad said, occupied Canada. You like are as- like you are like vineyard vines through and fucking through. <laughs> God damn. It's also why I hate Virginia Summers. It's too hot. <laughs> I love, yeah, I'm a maniac. So. Yeah, I mean, Aristoc- I've only Aristoc- been sitting County. down here in a in a heat warning in Texas for three months. Um, <laughs> what is the most athletic moment of this movie? Again, most of this movie takes place in sub command rooms or boardrooms. No one's really moving. when he when he pings off the the top of the sub. <laughs> that's pretty. Yeah, that's up there. Um, Scott Glenn is moving when he's like, make a hole. Down ladder, like he's fucking motoring to get to to basically like glare at Alec Baldwin. So that's very sad. You know what is is actually super difficult at times climbing those tiny ladders. Sure, <laughs> uh, I can believe and that. And the one of the moments we haven't talked about that I love for a couple of reasons is when they connect to the Russian sub and like first of all. You know how nervous I would be to like open anything underwater. Yes. Like I'd be like, 100%. "Are you sure that like, you have properly attached this thing?" And mm-hmm. he's like, "Give me a hammer." That guy was in an X Files episode. He was a kill. He was a murderer. Of course. He dated overweight women to uh, eat their fat and pretended to be a poet. The episode was called "Too Shy." Listen, as you start your X Files rewatch. <laughs> I need you to record a Keith Morrison <laughs> summation of each of us. Oh God, like, this would be so perfect. They were so when you say arts on the internet. <laughs> not not to dive too deep on this on this detour here. When you say no he intended. pretended to be a poet, is it like he's saying I'm a poet? And not, but like he would send them poems that he was like an English, like a literature professor. That was his name was like Virgil. I so think so. He's writing poetry um, though. So technically, yeah, he is a sorry, poet. He's, he's not pretending to. Be. Sure, he's You're also insulting this some man's sort of past. He's not doing it for the love of the game, man. <laughs> no, it's to trap sad women. <laughs> Because I, I just I just didn't know sites. when you say pretending to be a poet, like if one of these women asks, like, "Oh, can I see your can I see your okay, poem?" He's, he's like, like, "Oh, oh. shit, the gig is up." Ah, <laughs> roses, roses are red. Uh, um, uh, okay. Also, we didn't talk about the fact that the who is it the principal from Ferris Bueller's? Okay, oh, Jeffrey. Jones. Yeah. So yes, who's also in Beetlejuice? Too. Yeah. So Jeffrey Jones, interesting, interesting life. Uh, <laughs> I know where this. Yeah, is going. so the Lenny Harris Pinchitter Award for Best Supporting Character, um, Jeffrey Jones. Who's in it too is, much? Uh, Baldwin and uh, everybody on Connery. both subs is in it too much. I would say. Really? So, yes. so you're saying so? Like Courtney B. Vance is too in it too much? Yeah, I think so. 
Like so he, I have he to go plays, James Earl Jones. Good. Yeah, I think we got he plays dig. too much of a role in the in the end. What about Skarsgård? Because Skarsgård, the first time we see him, he's doing the Leonard Washington. He's talking with the the unlit cigarette dangling from his lips, which is yeah. <laughs> we we also have not talked about that fact that like look can you anytime smoke on a sub? I not anymore. <laughs> you could, was that a thing yeah, 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 you yeah. could do? It's just like it was the same. It was on ships. Um, well, I think it was on subs. I don't know. Um, they made bad choices about where you could smoke all over the place. So like mm-hmm. the I I think it would be no really no different than smoking on a plane okay and that was yeah. clearly like because i mean it's really you would think a pressurization issue right mm-hmm. like how are you venting air properly out of right. something That's a good point i can't imagine how miserable an enclosed like ashtray would be sure like, <laughs> hey, uh, r.i.p to the bar known as black gold in odessa texas because that is what that was like um <laughs> so if we're talking, if we're talking best supporting character, then if no one on the sub, uh, Skarsgård gets like ten lines and he delivers them all serious as a fucking heart attack. Like he might be in yes. a different movie. He's yes, the, the <laughs> honestly, the, him yes. hunting Red October down could have been its own movie. A hundred percent, yes. Especially because like it's sort of like just peppered in there, but it's like this is his mentor that he's going to hunt, yeah, and kill. And um, yeah, seems, that's yeah, a good one. yeah. He says the thing about like where we got to go hunt down a friend or kill a friend or something like that. Like yes. that's like ooh, yes, that's deep. Yes, uh, I really like the NSA director. I think he like brings some whimsy to it, but is also like <laughs> when he's like, yeah, you you're the only one who gets this. None of these guys will risk their reputation. He's like, and I'm expendable. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> I liked the Odyssey. He was the one that had the what is this? Ryan, did you recognize the flight navigator? You think Caroline's watching Suits right now. <laughs> no, I'm trying to find Virgil and Canto. Um, you're talking about the guy when when they're on the flight. Uh, there's a bunch of turbulence. Baldwin's, Baldwin's like he's gonna puke. Yes, I did recognize him, but I can't pull what he's from. So this guy's name is is Rick Du Du common or something okay uh okay. so he is a guy every time i see him it doesn't matter what the movie is he is always a comedy because he's just he's ranting yes. away to baldwin baldwin's yes. having the worst yes. time he is also the guy who has to cut the <sighs> power in die hard when he, oh, he comes yeah, up yeah, with yeah. the mantle yes. and he's just yes. like hey this christmas christmas eve you're gonna have a lot of houses yes. out of power yes. that's the yes. same guy yeah uh, this is this is so and so down in nakatomi yeah they want me to cut yes. the power yes yes <laughs> the story he is telling on that like plane whatever that's taking him to the ship is just like horrible flashbacks. <laughs> like, <laughs> it felt accurate. Not for, there was one flight that I've had that had like a lot of vomiting. Not me, but a lot of vomiting from other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he was the, when he was like, and it wasn't just the like thin stuff. It was like chunks. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, this is the worst. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I love that. That's the same guy where he's like, I can't oh, cut yeah. the power. Yeah, it's yeah. December twenty fourth. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, uh, Fred Thompson's really good in this too. He oh, is yeah. good, yeah. yeah. And like that, that, that line, that line about like this is going to turn bad. I, I'm, I'm butchering it, but he's like, this is, this is going to escalate quickly, and we'll be lucky to survive it. 
Like there is something very effective when they do that scene where the plane that's landing crashes about like, oh, this, there are a lot of stakes here. Like as much as this is a small movie about like small things going on, like it gives you a sense of like, oh, this is, this is having like major repercussions. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost undersold here, especially because you realize, you know, as the viewer, you know that his mission is to defect, but it's almost undersold that America thinks that this could potentially be the start of nuclear war. Like yes, they're, they're unsure. Yes. And, and that, that is kind of, kind of limited. Yes, There's something like incredibly, oh, I mean, it's incredibly scary and eerie, but the idea of like, they could be 50 miles off the coast and we'd never know mm-hmm. with 150 weapons capable of just destroying society as we mm-hmm. know it. Like mm-hmm. it's that, like the stakes and which is why um i love finding all the commonalities in the like clancy's works when it's like when it's all based on the books and obviously not having read the books comparatively to like the movies i've watched but um some of all fears why i like some of all fears and why some of all fears is also like terrifying is they actually blow up a bomb (laughs) Yeah, no. I don't know if you I, remember, but they yes. blew up Baltimore. <laughs> like, like it's at the Super Bowl or something. It's the sub yeah, of all the, fears yeah. there. Yeah. Because it's just like usually in these, it, it's the threat of nuclear war that's right. terrifying enough. Um, but it's also the idea that like, and so he, I can't, I'm trying to remember the, which one's which for Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. Patriot I think Games Patriot is Games the, is, the is the one. the IRA. Yeah. And oh, clear, okay. clear and present danger is the one that's in like Venezuela. South, or okay, I was like, it's in South America, and like yeah. they have. Um, is that it's Willem a, Dafoe? It's about, like gun running or, or yeah, yes. Willem yes. Dafoe's in that one. In yes. the and, and um, Sean, what's his Sean name? Bean is in. Uh, yes, games. in the Sean Bean is so, a fucking IRA agent. Is just like yes, he's so oh, yeah. good in that. Yes, and yes. Kit Ridge as the like sleazy yes. CIA yes. guy and yes. yeah is excellent. Chef's kiss. Yeah chef's yeah. kiss like top notch so I, I do love like i think as technical and heavy as the stories can be is like clancy obviously like knows how to tell a tension-filled story yeah yeah um these movies also do a good yeah. job of getting you familiar with terms and things like you feel like you know some shit about a submarine when you leave this movie you, you might you might not actually but you you do you do kind of know some shit <laughs> you could yes. you could drive one now yes these are these are tailor-made for people who have never spent a day in service of our country, but <laughs> fucking love thinking about it. Yeah, this is <laughs> the, the... I've played a lot of Rainbow Six, <laughs> the, so The Try That in a Small know. Town Award for... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um... So are we saying are we saying Scar? I have a Semper Fi sticker on my truck, and I have nobody. I don't know a single Marine. Marine mom. <laughs> I love my veteran son. I'd say yeah, Scarsgard or James Earl Jones. Good. I'd say Scarsgard. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Defend the villain. Who's the villain who? in this movie? Oh, uh, who? Scarsgard. <laughs> is he though? Like. That's everyone what's funny is they make you try and just, think that he is. Yeah, everyone in this movie is just following orders. It's not like the only person going outside the their duty. Is the, maybe the villain. Oh yeah. Maybe for the sake of our movie, he's probably the most villainous. Like, yeah, Skarsgård yes. is just a guy following, you know, a guy doing his 
naval job. Like Scott Glenn almost did the exact same thing. Almost just blew him, right. blew him away. Right. Um, I guess if you're def- defending the saboteur is tough because we know nothing about his motivations. Um, you know, I guess if you're a, well, wait, wait, we're making this too complicated. This is a Tom Clancy movie set in, in set in 1984. Russia is the, villain. <laughs> Russia's the villain. like yes. Russia is the yeah, villain. That's... just straight up. And so I guess in defense of Russia, <laughs> just cut that piece. A fun thing to say. I, I, I can understand like the, the speech he gives is sort of undercut with like, we have been in this cold war with America for at that point, what, like 30 years. Mm-hmm. And where this, this used to be a neck and neck thing. Cause he brings up Sputnik and Yuri Gagarin and all this. He's like, they have clearly fallen behind by the time we get to the eighties. Like, America has emerged as the technologically and militarily superior uh, combatant in this Cold War. And the idea that they could have sonar-proof submarines represents a like massive um, re- re-weighing of the scales. And, and I think if you are Russia, like that is a defensible choice just from the perspective of like, we are we are pursuing our national interests like there's nothing that the russians do that other than being russian is like <laughs> underhanded or is like yeah. scummy or 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 like ooh that's that's like what the bad guys do it's like even jeffrey jones is like we tried to do this we just couldn't get it to work jeffrey jones <laughs> might actually be the bad guy like the person <laughs> <laughs> But it's hard. Like I don't know. Yeah, th- yeah this I is a tough. Yeah. This is a tough one for that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So okay, Caroline, it's your time to shine. The Peter Gallagher Award for the hottest yes, person yes, in this movie. Yes. Yes. yes, yes movie yes, has oof. zero women essentially. Um. <laughs> also, I wanna I wanna give you this this little bit of context before. So this movie came out in 1990. Uh, Sean Connery the year before had been named People's Sexiest Man Alive. He's wow, very handsome. At age fifty nine, he's very handsome. Uh, also very handsome, Scott Glenn. Also very handsome, Courtney B. Vance. Yeah, he is. He's a hands. He's he's handsome. He's, in this not, movie. he's not old enough in this movie to be the Peter Gallagher. This <laughs> is just supposed to be the best looking and the joke. Oh come on, come on! <laughs> when you have Maybe this many men who can have an AARP yeah, card, is, there are so many old men in this that you can't pick Courtney B. I mean, the answer is Sean Connery. Okay, yeah. like especially those jackets and the. I cannot believe that's a hairpiece. This is like completely destroyed. Um, back to back episodes of tough realizations for Caroline. Do you, <laughs> Kyle? Do you think if they if we had gotten the ponytail cut of this movie that Caroline would have believed the ponytail was real as well? <laughs> I am as gullible as that crew. <laughs> Just gullible. I don't know if it's like the. Jurassic Park obsessed teen in me, but I've always had a bit of a crush on Sam Neill. 
Dr. Grant. Yeah. Dr. Grant. And it, it just was a vibe. I read that book. Michael Crichton's one of my favorite authors. Sorry, you was. Know he was fucking, he was like 6'5. Michael Crichton? Oh my God. Should, should, go have, look been, up a, go should have been hooping like, instead of writing those books. <laughs> Still. Hold on. I'm going to find. Hold on. Top five tweets. Um, All right, Michael Crichton versus Bin Laden, one on one. Who's who you got? Who you got? <laughs> I am telling you, I loved Michael Crichton books. I've read like all of them multiple times. I just reread slash listened to Timeline. They need to make that into like a better series. I was, like, they I was need about to do that to say, on the They did series. do Timeline. They did. Paul, Paul Walker, Walker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gerard mm-hmm. Butler. Oh, it, not a great movie i would watch it again um but yeah i, I do oh, i hold on oh, hold on man. hold on i'm going to drop a link into our chat so I go, this, this is like tickets fucking, to this is like yao ming <laughs> oh my god <laughs> is that and that's, spielberg and that's in only six five i don't know exactly how tall, how he tall was, was but Michael he's Crane. like he was like a a very tall man like comically six tall. nine oh, okay Same. god yeah 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 did you know jeff goldblum six four okay this he's is... got that energy <laughs> he does oh god but it's um steven spielberg's five eight because that was i came up with like which is a related. fine height and perfectly acceptable <laughs> Like it's ever since I found this out, I find I find Michael Crichton's work much more fascinating because I'm like, why is Sean Bradley writing Jurassic Park? What the fuck? What's this power forward? Do we think he dunked? At least. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Michael Crichton could dunk. I hope in that suit he's wearing in that picture because it's like that's like LeBron James um, draft class suit. Yes. Like. Um. I don't even I'm know. I'm sorry. What we're I'm sorry about. that I had to tell you, but like, no, that's actually necessary. It's important now. It it only like helps me appreciate his work more. <laughs> <laughs> that does not hurt. <laughs> God, I love his stuff. Um, but yeah, so I think I read. I think I've read Jurassic Park like twenty times, like minimum at least. Um, and so Sam Neill has always Dr. Grant is just the best. So, but I, yeah, I think it goes. Sean Connery, um, Scott Glenn, Sam Neill, if I'm not allowed. Well, Stellar Skateboard's pretty sad. Really? Really? Younger Stellar Skarsgård. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah. Younger, I get it. As long as you don't think about him in like Dune. (laughs) (laughs) What is it? Count, Count whatever. I can't when remember. he was on the ceiling, that was care. one of the scariest things I've ever seen in my life. It's <laughs> tough. Um, yeah, it's a handsome movie, though. It, it is, is a handsome. It is a, handsome it's a very handsome movie. And I should, I will say, like, while Alec Baldwin is not necessarily like my, Cup like you know, oh yeah. yeah, he he's objectively good looking in this. Like, the sweater's great. He's got the good, like, solid, like, nineteen eighty four, like, navy yes. haircut. Yeah, like. Yes. Yeah, it's very like of a time. Like Alec yeah. Baldwin was like a kind of handsome for the like late eighties, early nineties. Yes, yes. Yeah. I can't. I can appreciate it even if it's not for me. I can't tell if this is because I know who Alec Baldwin is, and we just have this history with him. But I think like watching him and the difference between him 
and Harrison Ford and him and Ben Affleck and him and Chris Pine or John Krasinski is Alec Baldwin, his Jack Ryan, seems like a teensy bit like he could do something sleazy. Like it's always it's always there. He doesn't really in this movie. He plays it pretty straight. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, he could do something, especially like he's he's dealing with the defector. He might have to do something to cross the lines. The whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, I feel like he would he would bend or break a couple of rules to make some things happen. And I don't yeah. Harrison Ford Harrison is rough. Ford is not Yeah, yeah but I don't feel like, like he that. is yeah. the Boy Scout like and I, I get that's where I think when they do the scene where where he's convincing Scott Glenn, he's like, he's gonna go, he's gonna go to Starboard next, and then Scott Glenn's like, "How did you know that?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, I just fucking guessed." It. And it's like, uh, that's that's not what the Harrison Ford character would have done. No. Yeah. No. No. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Newer category. Shout out patron Dan McFall. Uh, drinking game for this movie. I'm calling this post game beers. Uh, mm. What what would be the best drinking game for this movie? Uh, when a torpedo is shot. That's good. Yeah, you probably got to do something big for that. How many torpedoes are we looking at? Three? Maybe yeah. more? I, I, like I would like to chug as long as that classic Russian song is playing mainly because that song <laughs> oh, kind of just makes me want to want to booze or makes like want to party drink a white Russian when that Russian song plays <laughs> something like that uh, finish your drink every time Alec Baldwin has to get on a new vehicle <laughs> <laughs> because he has to go transatlantic flight right yep then he has to go uh uh, turbulent flight to the aircraft carrier helicopter to the submarine we didn't talk enough about how disastrous his transfer from the helicopter to the sub was correct i mean it was bad i I did kind of laugh when he hit that thing and it was like (laughs) we've got transatlantic flight um then he gets on another another military plane then he gets on the aircraft carrier then he gets on the helicopter. Then he gets on the American submarine. Then he gets on the transfer sub. And then he gets on the Russian sub. He's in, this is some planes, trains, and automobiles yeah. shit. He gets on, for a guy whose whole thing is like, oh, I don't like flying. And I just I don't like any of my things. Yes, yeah. he's, he, he gets on seven different vehicles. Yeah, that's a good one. Um trying to think if there was anything else that was i can't think of anything better than that that's that's perfect yeah that's perfect that 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 gets the job done uh best time worst time i have an obvious bad time okay scott glenn he is the commander of a ship he is at a Mm -hmm. a prime position of giving orders he spends the whole movie with a sonar guy telling him what to do and then fucking Jack Ryan shows up and starts telling him what to do and then a Russian who he's never met tells him what to do. Everyone is telling him, I am the captain now. The whole movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, counterpoint, Scott Glenn gets to be probably the only person in naval history to command an yes. American and a Russian sub. Yes. That's, like that's, that's some true. shit you can dine out on forever. That's a good yes. point. I think it's a good story. Worst, yes. Worst time is the guy who just very quickly gets his neck broken and it's blamed on <laughs> slipping on tea. Tough. That's that's tough. That is that he is the aptly tough... named Putin. Yeah. <laughs> or honestly, 
Stellan Skarsgård has a tough time. What are the last uh, words he ever hears? Uh, you asshole, you killed us. You arrogant <laughs> ass, you, you arrogant killed ass. us. You've killed us. You've killed also, us. though, that is like the... That's a good quote. That is, Yeah, quote. and that's such a good, like, evasion tactic that, you know, he also uses in Top Gun Maverick, where it's like, where he says, let me know when there's smoke in the air, and he goes mm-hmm. behind the like fifth gen fighter it's the mm-hmm. same thing where he's like okay hold on hold on mm-hmm. hold on hard right mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like Skeet. i also do love that i told i texted kyle that, i think i sent to the group text whatever but someone who gets their money's worth um is the like radar tech on i think he's on the ship this is what i mean where i don't know where this guy was yeah. uh definitely the person that i would have been like oh he's handsome we should go on <laughs> um he has like two lines yeah. i forget what the first one is but the second one is like the torpedo is still active it's looking for a new target that yeah. guy love him yeah. okay no notes yeah uh the russian ambassador has a very bad day i was gonna say he doesn't know the russian ambassador has a truly bad day the soviet union in general has a bad day uh yeah. Yeah. they go yeah. year wise <laughs> they go this and chernobyl back-to-back years that's tough sure and like not for nothing this is like this is like the first day they've had this is like if ferris bueller if the the ferrari was like the first day that his dad owned the ferrari <laughs> that they took it out wrecked it that's that's this true movie. that is true this like, was like that's the whole new. thing is like this is their they just put it to sea and they've just this technological marvel and immediately it's like brand gone. new whip gave brand it to new the, whip gave it to the one guy <laughs> It's the wrong guy. <laughs> it is now in the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> no one knows where it is. Uh, best day. Hmm. I don't think it's Jack Ryan. It's not like, Jack I Ryan. Think, he hates flying I think too much. Ultimately he's vindicated, but like he had a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. He, he almost, almost got. Drowned. Yeah. There were a few. He. I'm telling you, he like face planted off the top of that. So. Yeah. Is um, is uh, it is it Ramius or is he just too stressed? He his gets plan shot. worked. He does get shot. Getting shot is tough. And... Oh, shit. And he does have to see Sam, Sam Neill die. I, I was saying worst day is Sam Neill. He never got to see Montana. Yeah, Sam Neill um, does have a bad Missed day. out on not Cor- one, but two wives. That's true. Corby Vance about- has a good day. He does. Yes. Probably Corby gets promoted after day. this. Yes. He, gets, yes. he definitely gets at least a commendation medal out of yeah. this because he crushed it. Um, I think I Tim also- Curry had a good day. Because I think by the end of it, Tim Curry is like, holy shit, that was awesome. Because he's just a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, wow. I like I had a front row seat for I feel like James Earl James Earl Jones, I think, had a good day. Because he kind of like puts all this in motion. He like brings the right guy in, you know, like he empowers the right person at the CIA. Like I feel like that's a good and he doesn't have to face plant into the top of a submarine. Yeah, that's true. The NSA guy getting to knowingly talk a little shit to the Russian ambassador. You lost another sub, like no, knowing what happened. <laughs> yes. He's having yes. a good day. Can't tell he's anybody why he's day. having such a good day, but he's having a great day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the kid who gets her uh, huge teddy bear at the end. Pretty good day. By Pretty the way, day. same teddy bear from Die Hard. I was going to ask. <laughs> is it? Yes. Or are you making fun? It was, I was, in, really it was in the ask. trivia. Cause I was like, I was like, I'm getting such diehard. It was, it was in the trivia. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the Keith Morrison ep- award for what the Dateline episode from this movie? The Dateline episode. The war was as cold as the water. 
what seemed to be a banner day for the Russians turned out to be a nightmare as their new sub disappeared into the night. What could it have been? Defection? War? Only time would tell. <laughs> trying to think of how to get Jack Ryan here. <laughs> if it weren't for a plucky CIA analyst, Jack Ryan, things might not have gone in the way that they did. But instead, the hunt for Red October was on tonight on Dateline. God damn it. <laughs> so good. Oh. Oh. And if Tim Curry was a doctor. Oh. <laughs> Can't top that. Uh, roster moves. Okay, who's Air Bud? Sean Connery. That's, that's... No. no. What if Air Bud is the saboteur? <laughs> Airbud is, is Sam Neil. Airbud is can't die, Ryan. Yeah, Airbud can die because Airbud can definitely want an RV in two months. <laughs> Corny B Vans. Yes, he's just on good. the like headset, like. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I um, would also, I would also, uh, Scott Glenn as Airbud would be good because the idea that Alec Baldwin has to convince Airbud. Go with his plan, and then Airbud has to, with his paws, do Morse code. <laughs> yes, and I want to see the scene of someone like handing Airbud down the ladder to get onto the Russian sub. I want to see Airbud giving Sean Connery the gun, like in his mouth. Very just- <laughs> He goes over to his bed and like pulls the gun out, like he's been hiding it. Yeah, he's like yeah. this is for you. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's it yeah that's a good pick Um, the big chill I I don't think this is that kind of movie except for the literal chill of the first scene it looks very cold (laughs) I think potentially like the you just got us killed asshole is kind of the like they escaped the last that's the one thing I wrote down torpedo that you know the plan worked like that was the moment the plan worked there's a little bit when they all actually meet up on the russian sub yeah like there's a little bit because you forget that so much of this movie happens with all the protagonists separate yes yeah and to finally get them all in the same room and alec baldwin fucking cutting the tension by asking for a cigarette that he cannot fucking stand (laughs) like that's that's got some good chill moments to it that is getting our protagonists in the same room. That's about as close as we get. Yeah. Um, okay. Last category before more restore prequel, sequel remake. I have an obvious one. I want. So Ramius, he lands in Maine. Mm-hmm. So obviously we probably put Grumpy the guy. Yeah. Probably put the guy in witness protection. <laughs> um, you know, he becomes, he becomes like a CIA asset. A lot, you know, whatever debrief likely lives in Washington or somewhere close. Finding Forrester. Oh, there's that or they just now dog they just move him they move him a little bit down the coast to boston and he just becomes a scottish mass hole he gets super into the socks 86 fucking kills him yeah i just want to see ramius watching the bill buckner game just be i can't believe i can't believe i fucking defected for this (laughs) (laughs) i want to see him singing the sound of silence i i like i like caroline's theory that Sam Neill survives and becomes a renowned paleontologist. We've seen the sequel. It's yeah. called Jurassic Park. Yeah, I really like that. <laughs> I gotta say. So we don't really because see him then, die. Because then that also works because when he meets John Hammond, some part of him is like, Are you 
No. Okay. Because you kind of. You look. You remind me of someone from my mm-hmm. past, mm-hmm. Carolyn. Wh- what is the status of the Jack Ryan franchise right now? Like, what? Um, what is the IP? What is the IP looking like? So I need to go back. There's so many things to watch, you guys. Um, I need to watch season four, which is the last Krasinski season. I thoroughly enjoyed the John Krasinski. That's Jack they're Ryan done, content. but they're done. Like, they're done. Yeah, season, so that's done. More okay, um, and that's it's more so about Jack Ryan, right? Like it is just it circles around it because this movie is while Jack Ryan is our protagonist, and this is yeah. the first Jack Ryan movie. This is as much, if not more, about someone else. Sean Connery is the poster. Yes. It, yes. everything about him this is much more centered around this guy and his, his trials and tribulations i think it i think it's on pause for a bit now not because it's like not good ip or that there's not more stuff to do but you just had a really successful four season run of a pretty well regarded tv show that people enjoyed i think you can't just like you can't just reboot it right away so they either have to go movies or they have to take a break um and i don't know i don't know who you cast like who who you you cast as jack ryan yeah because this is the as much as you're right i think this is also why i thought this one was I mean, there's the obvious person we cast as every... Glenn Powell. Glenn Powell. Insert the Glenn, 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 Glenn sound. Glenn! Glenn, Glenn, Glenn! Glenn, Glenn, Glenn! Glenn, Glenn, Glenn! Glenn, 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 Glenn. Uh, Glenn's a man. Had it to work. He's got his tie. He's got ambition. You're singing it. I'm putting Um, it in the episode. Every Love time, it. every time we mention a movie, for we're using that. <laughs> Glenn, um, Glenn, Glenn. Um, but I guess I think you're right in the sense that this is a quote, like forgettable Jack Ryan movie because it's not. But I think as you get into Clear and Present Danger, Patriot Games, and then really the show, because I don't think people are like, oh, let me like, oh, you know that well-known Jack Ryan movie, Some of All Fears, like, and clearly Ryan didn't even know shadow recruit exist <laughs> so that's not great for it's just it's a what it is is it's a weird it's a weird franchise because yeah it's a spy franchise but like he's not really a spy right which is like, why it's so important thing. how you cast him yeah which is again why i think john krasinski is so good because you have to believe as you're right as you said ryan you have to believe that this person is capable of being like the quote like dorky analyst at the cia and handle themselves inevitably when shit goes wrong in the field like Like, you have to have that believability even the harris like part of why i think it worked to change from alf baldwin to harrison ford is like the original run of these movies they're like very thinly connected you're not really invested in like oh the storyline of like who these people are yeah just sort of like it's it it i think is much uh it calls much more back to like the 70s like the parallax view and some of like some of those movies where you're sort of like figuring out like what's the government plot that jack ryan has to like unreveal or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah um and that's just like not as much in vogue right now for whatever reason. So what I think will come back and take over the Jack Reacher 
Jack Jack Reacher is what I was going to say. The Jack Ryan spot is the second season of the Reacher series. Okay. In the sense, not quite the same. He's not like a CIA agent, analyst, whatever, much more like adaptive fighting. Um, But the show is entertaining. And it's in those, there are so many of those books, the Lee Child books. And like, again, every dad, I think, has read at least two of them. Like, or if not, if you've ever gone to an airport, you've probably read one. Like, it's like the easiest pickup at an airport book ever. Um, And I think that gives you the same kind of vibes mm-hmm. as like a jack ryan even if mm-hmm. it's not huge governmental conspiracy it's like a guy who has a set of skills who's not named liam neeson that is gonna like take care of something or help someone out and whatever um you know why i don't like some of all fears why Ar- argo is the better version of ben affleck <laughs> as jack ryan i love love <laughs> like argo but argo is very much like a jack ryan type movie yeah. Yeah. And so I, and I even put, and these aren't even, I don't think they're the same in terms of like quality, but like I group Air Force One into the same type of sure. yep. vibe. Mm-hmm. Like yep. it's the it's geopolitical hard. It's, thriller. It's, it's funny to like, that's not a Jack Ryan movie. It's Harrison Ford yeah. doing kind of the same vibes. As President that. Jack Ryan. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I'm, yes. I'm wondering. So this movie, I, this movie made a fortune. So did Patriot Games. So did Clear and Present Danger. They're also this one is over thirty years old now. At some point, they look at this. This I'm sure has been brought up for a remake before. I I feel like it's aged so well that a remake wouldn't wouldn't really have legs. I feel like it'd be a, a CGI fest. Like a hunt, like a, a very specific, like, like hunt, a hunt for Red October, for Red October remake. remake yeah. if you, if, I don't think you need to. I yeah. don't think you can. Nothing really aged poorly in this movie in the sense like where it felt insulting. Like, I don't think it did. At least nothing really well, stood out. It reminds me of, you know, we brought up John McTiernan. It's like Die Hard in that way. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like nothing fundamentally about Die Hard is like, oof that doesn't work it's like no they yeah yeah they're still like well-built movies Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think it's interesting because the jack ryan um concept appeals to it doesn't surprise me that these movies made a ton of money or that the show on amazon was super popular and successful because it, it has that mix of like drama and intrigue where guys will like it for the not just i don't want this to sound like people only like it for certain things but it has a mix of like there's all there's drama intrigue action and like harrison ford's a leading man like that's worth like people will want to go see harrison ford and things people want to go see sean connery and things people want to go see you know which is why i think there are a lot of like oh look at john krasinski that's an interesting choice i think that was perfect like that's just like the way and when ben affleck was cast i think it was the same sure people will go see ben affleck and things and um i love chris pine i'll see chris pine in anything so it's just it's not it's hard for me to figure out like what would a movie version of it be like now because like there are no stunts yeah and there's there's very little cgi piece yeah either yeah yeah you would get you would get cgi type stuff with the with the torpedoes my worry is that if it if it was remade, they would try to be like, okay, well, our way to up the ante is we can do a lot more with computers and seeing like and getting what's going on in the ocean. And that might just look bad. Cause what's cool about this is it's like, you're just on a sub, man. 
you're on a sub, it's tense. Oh, Everything yeah. looks Go good. The first 10 minutes of Mission Impossible, I was on the edge of my seat. You like Kyle, I think that that's right because like it kind of puts you in the perspective of the characters because part of what I imagine would suck about being in a sub battle is like you can't see shit. No. You don't know what's happening. like you all you have is the fucking ping to tell and you, you hope you have a guy on. as right. good as Courtney B. Vance right. to and, hear things and you're and tell the you you're the all the Russian crew members who think that this is just a drill. And Sam Neill's telling you if they really wanted yeah. to hit us, they would have. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. But yeah. um <laughs> this one, this movie rips. Just like I thought, nice tight forty-five minute podcast by the three of us. Exactly <laughs> what quick. I expected. Uh, Caroline, tell the folks. To be fair, there's it. probably forty-five minutes of discussion of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the rest is sub talk. The rest is the X Files. Knows what else? Virgil and Canto. Too shy. It's in season three. Uh, Caroline, tell the oh. folks where they can follow you. I'll s- uh you can follow me on all of the social media things so now twitter instagram threads blue sky (laughs) you can find me on linkedin at cw darney you can also catch new for the water cooler episodes every wednesday and they will drop everywhere you get your podcasts and ryan celebrity hot tub on the places uh we're not all like this also where podcasts are available um and I'm gonna go friend Caroline on LinkedIn because yes. we are not. What we are not. I don't think we're. Con- I used to work right for Ryan. This is embarrassing for me. Caroline, I, I don't know, know if we're connected on LinkedIn. I'm connected with Alex. I know that. Oh well. Let's, wow. let's check. <laughs> let's find. I mean, as a sales professional, I actually have to use LinkedIn. Connect. Who are our mutual connections? Okay. Yeah. 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 These all track. This all makes all right. sense. I, yep. I I figured we would end the show talking about LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> Just, I up. can read you the. I can use the. I will not read you the description of the X Files episode because it's gross. If you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, <laughs> subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support the show and help keep on track. Timely episodes like this one to continue happening. Go to big screen or patreon.com slash big screen sports. You get to vote on movies to be covered like this one. But thank you to the Patreon group for voting this one in. If you're a baseball fan, check out my interview series from Fiend on the Farm. That's presented by Baseball America. It comes out every Tuesday, every other Tuesday. And for big screen sports, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>